Hi, this is Mark. This is what happened last time. With the help of the Shadow of Gebedir, the party defeated the beast Rogadag. At the end of the epic battle, both shadows, Hunter and Beast, lay dead. After receiving a surprising message from his eldest brother, Merc finally revealed to Zan and Luke that he is, in fact, Lucius Wolnir, an exiled nobleman, whose oldest brother, Asher, is the Bishop of Wood's End. And, according to Merc, a tenebrist cultist. They arrived at Fire's Heart and met with High Priestess Indigo. She agreed to their trade terms and revealed that Pope Pius, the head of the Lucite Church, passed away about a month ago. Merc. Yes, I'm here. You're sleeping in the Blessing and Barrel. Before you went to sleep, you actually had been kind of organizing your things in your pack, and you had sort of snickered to yourself because you pulled out a stein from the Blessing and Barrel and lucidum with the barrel and the two wings off of the side. Drifted off to sleep. It's a pretty comfortable bed. Really not much dreaming going on. Just kind of, you're just ready to go out for a while. And then you're awoken to... Brother, are you still out there? Which one is this one? It's Asher. You know I'm alive. What's your question? Well, I just thought I'd check in. So is it Fire's Heart? Are you at the Crosshair Post? Where would one find the young mercenary? Ha. Joke's on you. I'm in, um... There's a word for this. Not Finnislingum. Nothing more. Try to get back to sleep, but you're bothered by the fact that Asher seems to be able to just get into your head if he wants to. And probably about an hour later, this guy seems to be turning slightly purple outside the shutters, and you hear a couple of gunshots. They're not horribly close, but they're probably in town. I will get up, put my gear on. You said it was still pretty dark, right? Yeah. It's I'll just barely that. on the horizon. Continue a flame torch, toss it in the little quiver thing that I made for it. We're going to pause for a moment and wonder if I should get anybody else to help me. Are you in the room with Relop? I'm assuming so. Hey, Relop. Mage armor. <laughs> yeah, you might want to do that, buddy. Gunshots outside. What's going on? I heard gunshots. Oh. Well, we should probably go investigate that then. What time is it? Early. And yes, I intended to. Alright, are we going to get the uh, rest of the team? Get my staff out. Probably should. Alright, I'll get uh, Hulk, you can get the owls. Sure. I go to the owl room. Uh, yeah? Who is it? Uh, it's your favorite mercenary. (laughs) Oh, morning, Mark. What's going on? You guys hear some gunshots? Uh, no, No, I just heard the knocking. Well, there was gunshots. Great. I'm going to go check it out. You want to come? Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me get ready. I'll get be out, I'll be out in a second. All right. Now that you're awake, you do hear a couple more gunshots. They yeah. do seem to be, you you assume, pretty far away. They're not right up on you. Zan, this, uh, this is a little discomforting. It's like a city of 5,000 people. There's got to be 10,000 guns here. Why? Yeah, I would think so. I, I don't know. Merck just said he's going to go, so we should probably go with him. 
Oh, okay, sure. She'll start getting ready. Is it before dawn, I assume? Yeah, it's just getting to dawn. Do I have time to pray? Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll set you up for the day. You're okay. kind of getting up to your... All right, yeah, so she'll get ready. Not sure exactly what for, but she'll make her way down. Yeah, I'm just going to grab Hulk real quick. All right, I hear Relop knocking on the door, or you just coming into my room? Yeah, I'll just uh, sort of little spoon you for a little while. And <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Nussle in there. I'm going to slip out from oh. under the covers, and I had the governor over, so I'm going to just, like, tuck him <laughs> under, the, under the blanket a little bit. I'll leave, like, a bag of, like, ten gold. Nice. All right, let's go. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. You go through the saloon of the Blessing and Barrel. You know, it's quiet in there and relatively dark. There is a fire in the hearth, and there's some movement in the kitchen. You can kind of see that somebody's work, starting up some food back there. Step out into the street. Again, pretty quiet. There's fire all over this town. You know, there's these ever-torches. And you hear more gunshots when you step out of the saloon doors, and they seem to be coming south towards the lake. Is there anybody close by? Not, no, not initially. Okay. So you said south from the lake towards Meridor, correctly? It's probably Meridor's. in town. Meridor would be on the other side of the lake. Right, but Meridor is to the south, and they said yes. that the Don Dead were coming from Meridor. They had said that, yep. Yes. So I am going to, uh, maybe it's an undead attack. Let's go check this out. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I wasn't sure what we were doing out here. But are we ready to just? Should we just? Are we? Are we ready to just head out? Uh, I think I would need, like to go to the stores of knowledge. I don't, I don't know what Zan needs. Yeah, we're still waiting yeah, on we the were, response from the yeah, that's right, the clerics there. But we were waiting for uh, some sort of like an assignment or a job to go to Mirador, weren't we? Or were we just going to go on our own? Well, I have many reasons to go on my own. And it sounded as if if we could go down there and investigate, they would be appreciative of our efforts. Well, should we just go down, check it out, and come back then? Is that the idea? Uh, well, no, I'm more concerned about this attack directly on the city right now. Down to the gunfire by yes. the lake. Yes, yeah. All right, we can scout, I suppose. Get some information about how far away Meridor is, what it involves. It's still early, 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 isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sun's just starting to crest. Wait, wait. So you guys agreed to do something? Well, maybe you should have came with us, buddy. We'll walk south. Okay. Does it take too long to start seeing there's some action down the docks? And you can see just as you sort of come around a building and you can get a good good look at what's going on down there. They've kind of got it lit up. There's a lot of fire. There's actually a couple of spots where there's just sort of glowing orbs of light that look a little bit more fiery than you're used to seeing. Okay. And there's a group of Pyrian paladins in the sort of lab with the tricorn hat. They've got the, the leather like Max had. And they are dispatching what looked to be something like maybe ghouls, some sort of cadaver, Ooh. something to that extent. And they're at this point just using sabers. They're just slicing through and finishing them off. As you approach... There's really not anything for you to do at this point, but they seem to have it under control. But there's at least a dozen bodies of different decay. A couple of them are actually orc bodies that seem to have been dead for a while. And the ones that have like flesh high, on them. High orc or orc? Orc. Ooh. Yes, which you can tell they're shorter and stouter, and they're, they kind of hunch over. Yeah. Well, Connell's probably never seen orc, right? Not, 
yeah, I don't know actually As who would have seen an orc here. Yeah, okay. they're, they're they're not really in the areas you guys grew up, yeah. but but they definitely look different. And in fact, there's a part of you, Lucan specifically, you kind of think, huh? They really do look like you always imagined orcs as kind of looking like high orcs, but there's a it's very distinctly different. Okay, they look much less what you would consider sort of human, if that makes sense. Okay, uh, Lucan says to the group, he says, "Is everything okay?" sort of pulls a saber out of one of the bodies. I think we have it under control. You see, too, the, the bodies that have flesh are all sort of swelled up, like they've been underwater for a while. Mm. Has this been happening a lot lately from this lake? Unfortunately, yes, for the past couple of months. Mm. That is no good. Zane's going to kneel down next to one of the cadavers and try to look at it, try to examine it. Okay. Specifically the orcs. Sure. Are the bodies wet? Like they- Yes. Like crawled out of the lake. Yes. Oh, yep, absolutely. They're all wet, yeah. for sure. There's some, you know, sort of seaweed hanging off a few of them. That's so gross. And the body that you examine looks very white in appearance, but you get the impression when you get close that it was pretty black-skinned initially. It's just the water and the rot that has kind of made it white and kind of pruney. Hmm. This body specifically, you know, the clothes are sort of rotted off of it. It doesn't look as though it had... Any specific wound other than the fact that this one happens to have a gunshot, like, sort of between its eyes. So you imagine that's fresh. Like, it looks as though it probably just happened. It might have been one of the gunshots you heard. And you do see some nibbles that might have been off of fish and things like that. And as you're examining it, you actually catch sight of something, an off color, and you see a tattoo of an eclipse on one of its arms. Lucan. Yes. She'll hold the arm up. Show it to everybody. Oh, these guys too, huh? Look at that. They already took care of themselves. Or is this the second round? No kidding. Um, are the paladins cutting off their heads? They're burning. They're burning them, okay. Mm-hmm. It seems to be a magical fire because everything's wet. Oh, and yeah, they, okay. They just sort of torch it with spells. So he says to the paladins, he says, um, if we don't burn these or like cut their heads off, do they just keep getting right back up? He says it depends. We've been running into different things. Sometimes they're skeletons. Sometimes they're more of this sort of cadaver type. Some of them seem to be a little bit hard to kill. Some of them fall right over. It's an odd mix. Have you seen any of them that kind of look like a, almost like a dog, but made out of mostly teeth? Dog. Are you seeing any sort of demonic type of creatures as well? Uh, We have not of reason. No, it's just been undead. Have any of them attacked with any kind of intelligence? We had a, a traveler come in recently through one of the gates that had tried to pretend to be something that he wasn't. We took care of him after he showed himself by murdering a couple of citizenry, and he seemed to be intelligent. But what, what, so, did, what did he look like? He looked a lot like, and he kind of pointed. At, he points at the ark. He looked a lot like a human version of that. Once he was, he might may have disguised himself somehow or used some sort of magic. But once he was, wow. once he was killed, it was clear that he was an undead of some sort. Can I roll a knowledge check to see if there's anything called pit orcs? Nineteen. It's an interesting question, but no, you've never heard of a pit orc. Yeah, okay. We'll help in any way you can with these guys. And when we came into town, one of your paladins looked at us through some sort of flame that he had in his hand. Did he come in before you started doing that, or? Yes, I think that they weren't doing that on a regular basis, and it was things like that that they've we've upped security a little bit. Okay. 
They're doing it at the Crosshair Post, too, if that makes any difference. We've sent some couriers that direction. Mm. That's why it's been so hard to get into towns. They got the message, at least. Good. Their priest there is, however, fairly under-equipped. It's just him, as far as I could tell. We're all a little bit undermanned at this point. We've lost some people. Mm. Is there anything you require of us right now? Or any of you hurt? She'll look to the ones, the paladins who are standing there. You kind of get a smirk from one of them. We're fine. <laughs> they all have lay on hands. They just... <laughs> it's a power exactly. trip right there. You do see, by the way, as soon as that happens and you, you kind of get this sort of smirky look, mm-hmm. it reminds you of that Max guy. And just as you're thinking that, you sort of turn around and he's coming your way. Okay. You know, the way of the group, at least. Are these all guys? This group, there is one woman among them. Okay. There's about six of them. There's one woman, but the rest are all men. Okay. And they almost look like carbon copies of each other. Like They're all sort of chisel-jawed and clean-shaven. If I shoot her a glance after his little thing, does she do anything? She wasn't paying attention. Fair. Yeah, Fair. yeah they're lighting things up. Just seeing. Hold a look at uh, Max coming this way. Hey, Luke, and your buddy's here. So as he's, he comes closer, you notice that the guy who is just giving you a smirk kind of straightens up a little bit, mm. and he salutes Max. It looks like you all came a little late to the party. We're here before you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, we didn't get an invitation, you know. Mercenary heard the gunshots and wanted to investigate what was happening. Well, we appreciate your concern. You, you hadn't seen any undead outside of the walls? Not to the east, if that's your question. Well, we did see uh, a couple of demonic creatures on our road here. There were some undead near Lucidum as well, but nothing close to here, other than what you discussed yesterday. I tell him about uh, the Gebedir demons. and Rubidon. Gebedar, yeah. Gebedir and Ragadag. Ragadag. <laughs> so I don't think they constitute undead, but definitely not of this world. They were fiendish folk. I wonder if maybe there's word of this Gebedir and Wagadag in the stores of knowledge. Could be. Any word on us being able to get in? We talked to Brother Thurman. I think that he will allow you entrance later. But of course, will be a tithing. I'm sure you're used to that. That'll be no problem. Let me ask you this, and she'll walk over to the orc body and lift the arm up again. Have your men seen this everywhere? Well, it's, tattoos are not unknown among the orcs. That tattoo? I guess we heard that there was something about Eclipse, yeah. but we didn't know to look for tattoos. The interesting thing is there was no Eclipse up here on Night's Day, but around Prince Holm and even Lucidum, there was an Eclipse. And during the, our time investigating what was going to possibly happen, we ran into cultists, non- a lot of cultists that had this tattoo. So seeing that you guys didn't have any clips, but we're, we see this tattoo here, that's pretty interesting because that's pretty far away from where we were. Are there any other non-burned bodies of them around here that they haven't burned yet? Can I check them for tattoos as well? There's a couple. She'll go over and try to like look for those and then sure. point it out if they're there. You, f- you do find one other orc that has one, mm-hmm. but there's also an mm-hmm. orc that doesn't. Okay. Yeah, that's quite interesting. Do we know about that symbol, the eclipse being synonymous with? Nock? Is that like kind of a icon of Nock? That's been your assumption, and as far as you know that, and uh, the conversation that everybody's had, and I think if you verified with the twins, they would probably say, yeah, that that's supposed to be a symbol of Nock. From, okay. Right. It's I not specifically sure if... anything new, it's it's the old symbol. Okay, alright. I didn't know if it was specific to Tenebris or if it was specific to Nock, but that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure from the lore. Yeah. 
there's a very fine line between knock and tenebrous, and so there's probably a little bit of both. I thought we found a symbol that was older that didn't match, but was similar. Some some of the old symbols might have been different phases of the moon, right? And so that's possible too. The eclipse is definitely something of note. It'd be good to get to that stores of knowledge. I look forward to it. Tithing and all can't be more than a pencil, can it? On the plus side, we have much less copper. Your men here seem to have everything in hand. Is there anything you require of us? I think we've got it. Very well. Just make our way past them, I guess. All right. You do hear, as you're walking away, one of the other paladins refers to Max as Brother Torian. They basically report, Brother Torian! And they and you hadn't heard that before. Okay. Kind of talks about what had happened over on the dock, and he's kind of reporting to Max. Going back to the Blessing and Barrel? Yeah, I, I don't imagine the stories of knowledge are open necessarily. Also, they made it sound like they uh, hadn't quite got his clearance yet. So we have breakfast? Yeah, maybe we can find a good halfling stew. Food it is. Yeah. All right, sounds good. I follow my nose. Where's the... It always knows. <laughs> yeah, that. It's basically ham and eggs this morning. It's kind of a scramble of eggs. It'll work. So, what did we end up agreeing to last night since... Uh, yeah, that was a conversation that we were probably meaning to have. The uh, town here is running into problems from ghouls and goblins and coming out from the south. We apparently decided to volunteer to deal with this. Well, they think they're coming from Meridor. We were going to Meridor anyway. Huh. huh. You said you wanted to look for treasure there. Not a bad idea to get our eyes on these undead, too, before we... Do too much of a deep dive into Meridor. There are apparently two different types of denizens in Meridor, half undead and half orc tribes. We're going to have to deal with both of them. Well, curious to me that the orc tribesmen are now undead. Maybe not all of them. They might be fighting the undead as well. I'm just shocked that they had those tattoos, the eclipse tattoos. If it's a new wave of Tenebris is causing this, why not? Could be. Meridor's uninhabited. Correct, it's a ruin. Right. Indigo just mentioned there was a tribe of orcs that had taken residence there. Well, gauging from this morning's activities, it doesn't sound like that's going too well for them. Apparently not. Well, I say we get to our stores of knowledge when we can and do what research we need to do and then head right to Meridor. Let's find you some treasure hole. In the meantime, we would do well to learn about the culture here, just so we can maneuver around here better. I understand they're big fans of ham and eggs. How much do these ham and eggs cost? And beer. Oh, sure. Bring up the cost. <laughs> <laughs> um, had you already paid for the night? I, thought, yeah, I, I think thought we paid we... for the room. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah, already yeah, yeah, breakfast. Yeah. Meals and So okay. we'll worry gotcha. about tonight when you, okay. you know, if you stay again. And I think it's like a bed and breakfast. You seem uh, cautious about Meridor. With the... I, I'm just getting reacquainted with society again, and now we're going to go back out to the wilderness. and It's slightly distasteful. Is there something you'd like to do here in the city? Besides get drunk? Well, now you're taking the fun out of it. <laughs> How about you keep the governor entertained? Well, that, I think, and then involve we'll, drinking. Nah, that's just going to involve more drinking. Who was that guy, anyway? He's the governor. Okay. Yeah. It's the town drunk. It's not a big deal. I actually hold, thought he hold the position of power of some sort, but... He holds the position yeah. of everybody's favorite drunk. Right. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of like Luke, and he's more important in his own mind. 
Lucan shakes his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just continues to eat. Eat breakfast. Is there maybe anything they want to do here in the town while we're waiting? Oh. I just want to get to the stores of knowledge. Yeah. I'll go check on our horses in a little bit here to just make sure they're doing okay. And we'll just kind of wait to get word from if we get access to the stores of knowledge. I can't think of anything to do to rush their decision. Well, I mean... Gold. Gold will rush their decision. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> well, I mean, we showed up last night. Yeah, you're right. And we're, we haven't given them any time. Yeah. <laughs> and they're dealing with a lot of craziness right now. Yeah. It's probably been like six hours. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, we might just want to go buy our way in and then settle it out if we need to later. I mean, it can't be more expensive than It's Prince very Hall. likely the higher-ups are just getting their reports on us while they're having their eggs and bacon. Uh, we spoke to the highest one, I believe. Well, of the Order of Fire, but I don't know if the stores of knowledge are actually open to the public the way libraries are in Prince Home. Wow. Maybe we could just go knock on the door and find out. That we, we could. could do. Yeah. Okay. So we need to figure out where they are. In a building. Well, we're we can also wait until keen insight. Well done. <laughs> we could also wait until the the sun maybe is above the mountain before we start. Certainly. So, Anyone sure. got anything for headaches? Water. He slides water over to you. I have a spell, but I don't think you deserve it. <laughs> I feel like you have to feel this one. <laughs> I, I can make it worse. <laughs> nah. So we just eat? Yeah, just eat, and eat until the sun mm-hmm. comes up. And- right. You're just getting to the end of your meal, and Paladin comes walking in. You kind of think it's Max for a minute, but it's not. They all start to look alike. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> just like back home. Who's in charge here? You find in charge, and who are you looking for? You were wanting access to the stores of knowledge? Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It will take a little gold. Do you have gold? I have platinum. Even better. He hands over a little scroll to you, and it's basically a handwritten note. It comes from a brother, Thurman, and it's the title is Head of the Order of Knowledge. Grants access with tithing. Will all of us be able to get in with this as long as we tithe? It doesn't specify. Okay. It says their group. Okay. So it's not just one person. Sure. How much is the tithing? And where's the stores of knowledge? <laughs> He starts to walk away, and he says, you'll have to ask them about the tithing, but just walk to the slab. It's at the base of the slab. Okay. Makes uh, sense. Most defensible position. Keep yeah. their knowledge safe. Walk around at the group and go, is everybody ready? Or Yeah. Yep. Yep. Let's, right. uh, let's go. And I start walking north, apparently. Yep. As you walk along, people are starting to move a little bit. There are shopkeepers that are sweeping their stoops and kids starting to play and you hear the clomping of horses along the street as people start to move around you do notice along the road twice actually you see little shrines that are about three feet tall they usually involve some sort of urn or like a large bowl and there are snake bones and rodents either dead kind of look they look sort of fresh sometimes and then sometimes they look just, you know, they're just skeletal. But you see two of them along the way, which sort of stand out. They don't seem to, they don't seem like this Pyrian thing that you'd be used to. Like, well, what would this shrine with snakes and rodents be all about? Can we uh, roll like a religion check to see if we know? Yeah, you can go ahead. Ooh, that might be a 15. An 11. 16. 
Your best bet that it might be sort of a tribal thing, but you don't know what it means. Does it look like they're burning the animals? Like they're sacrificing them to the fire? If you look down into the bowl or the urn, it does look like there's some burnt things, yeah. The animals in and of themselves aren't burnt. They're just lying there. It's sort of built up on things like sticks and stakes, and some of them are sort of hanging. Like So some of them weren't burnt at all. They were just sort of hung there or laid at the, the mouth of the bowl. Are there any honey dormice hanging? Covered in honey. (laughs) How convenient! Mm. Look, it's paladin trap. So that's how they make them. Mm. Are the locals doing it? And like, are they giving it a wide berth? Or Uh, there's not enough people around. You know, like like there's just a few people coming out, so nobody's really been paying any attention to it or close enough to it to spend any attention. Everybody sleeps late around here. You're used to the gunfire. Yeah. So you get closer to the slab, and it's as you get closer, it's really impressive how tall this thing is it's just this giant sort of flat face of mountain and along it it has you know these engravings of runes that are kind of a weird mix of common and lingual and you know it's it's Pyrian scripture as you walk up and you you look up and there's sort of some birds flying at the top close to the top at least and some clouds that it's almost disappears into you see that there's a building right up against the base like literally it's not in front of it it's actually attached to the slab and there seem to be two wings coming off of it so there's sort of a long building along the slab and then there's two wings coming out your direction and if you kind of give it a little bit of a investigation as you sort of walk around and look at it it seems that the stores of knowledge are kind of in the what seemed to be the center of it and then you can see there's there's a couple of signs on the along the doors one side of it seems to be one wing seems to be a seminary and then the other wing it says secondary school which is not really a term that you use in lucite society (laughs) there's other terms for it but you wouldn't call it secondary school that's a new phrase for you Zan, what is a secondary school? School. School. You can't read? School. <laughs> school. It's a show. I've never heard I've of a never school. heard of a school, so. Well, a school is a place of learning. So it's where people gather together and learn from teachers, research, and are tested in their knowledge. But I have no idea what a secondary school is. I've never heard of that. Maybe they have more than one school. <laughs> I mean, just by definition, I, mean, I suppose, yes. Do you think there's some sort of primary school? Would that be uh, the seminarium? Maybe there's a an UNO school, and then a secondary school. Primary school? Yeah. Primary Tertiary school? Tertiary school? <laughs> do we now. see anyone walking <laughs> in or out of this? <laughs> D-real, we do this D-real. all day. Yeah. yeah. As you sort of, you look at the two sides, and then you say, okay, I guess we're going to the center. Mm-hmm. And you walk in, and you're, you know, it kind of creates a courtyard as you walk in because you've got the two wings on both sides. Right. And there is a little bit of a fountain in the middle, and a couple of people are there at the doorway as guards. Paladins? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Hell and well, Matt. I have this note from Brother Thorum that says I can enter with these fine people. Thurman. Thurman. <laughs> Thurgold. I don't care what his name they is. They kind of looked at each other for a minute, and then <laughs> they like, oh, they're... Thurman. I show him the note, and uh, what's the tithing? He says that they will tell you inside. He kind of reads through, and he's kind of holding it up. 
to the light a little bit. It's still a little bit dark out. I hold the torch over for him. Hands back. Is everyone entering? Anyone not want to go in? I'm going to go in. I'm curious. I definitely have business. I, I think that's a yes. Relot likes the smell of books for no other reason. Mm-hmm. You open the door and it's lit with sconces of fire all the way. And it's again, you're getting used to seeing these kind of like Merc's torch, right? It's fire, but it's not giving off heat. And it's well lit, but it's got this flicker that's almost irritating to you. You're used to sort of white, stark light when you're in a place like this, but it's got this fiery sheen to it. And this does not look like a library that you're used to. When you step in, it's a cavernous space, and there are several levels, and the levels, they aren't carved out in straight lines. It's sort of walkways that come up almost like maybe they took what was in the mountain and they carved in, and it just sort of made sense because of the the way the structure of the, of the rock was. And so it's like this big sort of odd labyrinth of walkways that seem to just go up almost out of your sight. They, they go up above you, and there aren't very many shelves. There are some shelves, but there's just books stacked all over the place. This is interesting. It's rather neat looking. Up and down the place, everywhere, all around, the, they sort of pushed off to the side. There's scrolls set off in holes in the wall all over the place. And again, doesn't seem to be a lot of rhyme or reason to it. Just sort of, there's a hole, there's a hole, let's put a scroll in it. I really hope they have some sort of organization here. My mom would, this would drive my mom insane. It drives me insane. How do you, how do you get a book from the bottom? You tip over it really, and grab really, it. Really, really quickly. Or that. <laughs> How would you lift it? You maybe don't. You just pull it out. And then run away and point at somebody else. Maybe they have <laughs> Man comes over and he has vestments on. They're period vestments. It, it's got a crosshair in the in the chest. He does have a headband. And at the top uh, on his head, he basically just has this little tongue of flame above his head. It's sort of floating off of the headband. It's a little stone right on the front. And it seems to be sort of floating right above the stone. And he looks almost comical. It's a little weird with the flicker from that light hanging over his head. Somebody's got a bright idea. <laughs> <laughs> and he holds up sort of a monocle for a second and kind of looks closely. You know, this little lens that he looks through. You're here to learn. Yes. How much? Your passage, please. I hand him the note. He looks at it for way too long. Like, you're like, <laughs> what is he staring at? He just sort of looks down at it. I think he's asleep. I was going to say, is he snoring? <laughs> <laughs> but the Thurman sent you. Well, he gave us permission. How long will you be? Depends on how well we can find things in this uh, very unique setup you have here. So this is how it's going to kind of look. Because of the fact that it's kind of messy, we're going to use the full-on rules that are in the Zan book for research. So basically the way it works is you're going to, if you want to find something, because this is a giant mess of information, you're basically going to need five work days. It's going to cost you 50 gold. For the lot? 50 gold a piece. No, it's for, basically for, effectively for each question you have. And so like, let's say you want to look into the Shadowfell. It's, it's basically going to take you about five days and then you'll spend 50 gold for it. So we could be here a long time. Two questions of the ten days. You also recognize too, as we start, or as you start, you know, talking to this guy, the librarians here are scholars. 
they're not really going to be as helpful as you would expect. You know, when you were in Lucidum, even though you thought it was expensive and they were kind of pompous, they were at least trying to help you. These guys are way too busy with what they're doing. And so they're not really, I mean, they might sort of point you in a direction, but again, much like Zan said, there's a giant pile of books. You're like somewhere in here is possibly what I'm looking for. Right. Do these guys seem like spellcasters? They have like little familiars and stuff walking around. You actually do see a couple of familiars. There's, you notice a frog that sort of hops back and forth between different places. You see a little, it almost looks like a little dragonoid figure that like, or maybe like a lizard cool. seems to be crawling around and sort of, you know, jumping back and forth. You mostly get the impression though, that these are clerics and you okay. know that there's two orders in, in the Pyrian church. There's a peer, there's an order of fire and order of knowledge. Okay. So up to this point, you seem to have dealt with order of fire. Now you're dealing with or, or the order of knowledge. Okay. You do notice too, there's people that seem to be almost doing like experiments and they, there doesn't seem to be a lot of rhyme or reason as to where they are. There's just like people sitting in corners and you recognize this, this is a big space and there's a lot of people in here, most of whom have these vestments on. And like one guy, for instance, he has a hat and he keeps pulling a frog out of it and he keeps putting, dropping the frog into a fire. And then he'll turn the hat and he'll try it at a different angle and he'll drop the frog out of it and he'll put, throw it into the fire. And as soon as he drops it into the fire, the frog just sort of dissipates. Like it, it doesn't actually cook. It just sort of disappears. Hmm. And then he makes him some, a couple of notes and then he sort of holds the hat a little bit differently and he's trying, it actually turns into a rat, throws the rat in. Real up, I'd say you keep Tucker close by <laughs> and Pete. <laughs> That's interesting. I do have one question on the rules. Uh, is that like per question? Is it like per person? Five days? Like I could yeah. do five days it worth would of be. research. So if you, if you guys wanted to, we thing. could we could basically, and obviously we can do some things in between. But if you want to say like we're going to actually research the Shadowfell, right? Mm -hmm. What I would do is I would say, okay, Zan's going to research the Shadowfell while maybe if, if I don't know about Hulk, but, <laughs> but but while Hulk maybe researches something else, and then we just make our rules for that. Does that make sense? So it's a, it's going to be expensive and kind of a long sure, process. Right. But it's kind of where well, we are. I was going to do research on either Feyadwin or Shadowfell. So I got to pick one of those two. What, what does everybody want to do just so we don't double up? And I'm not going to make it just like one question. Like it'll be sure. sort of like oh, what I, you know, a topic. Yeah, right? the Shadowfell is kind of right. a good. The egg. Topic. If you right. wanted to look into the egg, that would be a topic, you know. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And half that time is just trying to find the information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So I'm definitely going to research yeah, the things on my book. Your mathematics. Yeah. And, and the mathematics and whatnot. I'll do the Shadowfell. I could do Faradwin, like just specifically her, see what we could find out. Hold, is, is there anything you're interested in looking for? I think it would be a good idea to look into the ruins that we're going to be going into. Yeah. Meridor. Yeah, yeah perfect. Any sort of legendary, legend items, yeah. perhaps, that may fall into my pack. And John, you're going to do the egg? Um, I actually don't care how long we're here. So if we want to do, you know, 10 days or whatever, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, right. We can do a couple questions. Right, right. Mm -hmm. right. I'm going to ask the, is it a cleric that we're talking to or is it a... Yeah, they'll have vestments. You can tell okay. when it, yeah. Okay. So, and you'll notice too, a lot of them do that flame thing. It's like they're reading that way. They might be in kind of a dark spot in the room and they provide their own flame. Okay. I came from a area out east where magic was frowned upon. I understand this uh, society is a little more lenient on that. Do you research spells here, or 
Is there some place that you can purchase spells in town? Yeah, there's a shop in town. Okay, so I wouldn't need to research to find like a spell or anything? Purchase it's possible it. there might be something here too. But if you wanted to go to the Gilded Grimoire, they do work. Lord Arcanium is the name of the proprietor, and he does deal with scrolls, I know. He sometimes... Lord Arcanium? Yes, Arcanium. If I can just purchase spells without... I'll, I'll research the egg. Okay, so that's 250 gold. And Everybody take 50 gold. Right, yeah. 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 Nope. What? You're not paying for this. Too bad. Okay. I'm fine with that. I'm good. Uh, the one thing Hulk will do is every time he finds Lucan deep into his studies, he will throw one of the little snap fire oh <laughs> fireworks behind gosh. him. Okay. You're getting us kicked so, out for sure. <laughs> the first time you do it, Lucan gives out a giant yell. <laughs> what the? What are you doing? I run away. <laughs> is Zan nearby? Yeah, I'm probably right next to you. Zan, I can't take this anymore. I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to ignore him. Mm-hmm. I am going to beat the snot out of him. If that's what you have to do, maybe he'll learn the lesson. <laughs> She's looking through books. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> Permission granted. Wait, what did I just say? <laughs> just at that point, a couple of the clerics finally come by and say, what was happening here? Because when, when that goes off, this is a cavern, right? So right, it's yeah. just echoes. Uh, and they to, want to know what you just did. Please go talk to our high orc hold, please. Your high orc hold. He's the only high orc walking around here. They find you, and they first want to know what you used. They're very interested in the <laughs> what what exactly. They know that it was a gunpowder item, right. but they want to know like what's the you know what's the model effectively that you're uh, dealing with. This uh, <laughs> it fell out of my pocket. Okay. He's not getting yelled at. He's getting, like, advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> like, oh, okay, trust And they basically wow. say, outside we found would be a better place for that. Okay. <laughs> and so it's, you know, a little bit condescending, but, they're you know, the guy's actually sort of sweet about it. Like, outside, please. Okay. <laughs> I'll go to the guy that was doing the familiar flame drop thing. Pulling rodents out of a hat. Yeah. Hey, can you pull... Uh, Filled mice out of that. Pulls one out. May I have it? Kind of looks at you quizzically. It's for science. I wanted to try to get my friend to eat it. See what happens. Ooh, that is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take the filled mouse and go to Lucan. Hey. You right? realize the guy standing behind you too, and he's got a little notepad that he's about ready to write on. <laughs> hey, Lucan, you like, you yeah. like filled mice, right? Uh, well, yeah, uh, door mice. Oh, same thing. Hey. <laughs> Here's what it's that familiar thing. We want to see what happens, you know. And since you like eating mice so much, we thought you would be willing to do that. This thing's alive right now. Mm-hmm. No, that, no, no, no. I don't have time for this. Forming no, around no. in his hand. No, that, that's okay. Thanks, though. No, I mean, come on. I'll be fine. It's just it, like they just poofed in the fire. <laughs> Dare no. you? No, to do that's it. Okay. Nope. Ah, Look, it isn't even that big of a deal. I don't know. I just. Bite the head off the okay. mouse. As soon as you oh. bite into it, it disappears. See? Just oh. blinks out of existence. Huh. I mean, it's gross for a split second and then gone. Tastes just like those honey dormice that you liked so much. <laughs> Interesting. All right. You want to try it? I need to focus here. He says, see, I've... And he pulls another one out of the hat. He's standing behind you. I'm trying to find a use for this because 
if we could cook them, we would be able to pull food from the hat. But every time we cook them or damage them in any way, they poof out of existence. And then he takes his, you know... Hey, can you control those, by the way? The rodent? Yeah. No. And you can see that it's sort of trying to get away from him. Huh. That's where. Okay. That was kind of a prank. Do you want to beat the snot out of Merc too? No. Okay. I gotta keep my eye out for Relop now, apparently, though. <laughs> Relop slowly walks away. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, you get very tired of books. <laughs> the smell. The, and it's really interesting how many books there are, right? Like, most of the time, even at Lucidum, there's an equal number of scrolls versus books. Books aren't that common, necessarily. And there's a lot of books in this place. This is definitely more books than anybody's ever seen sort of added together. They really do mean the stores of knowledge. They've been collecting things. You also know that there are, after spending a little bit of time in here, there are sort of magical artifacts. Maybe not artifacts, if that's, you know, but like there are magical items that are sort of being experimented on. There are, there's apparently a store of things that once you get to a certain point in the, in the library, you suddenly start running into moving statues, basically stone men hmm. that are there to protect things beyond a certain point. And it's not like they stop you or whatever, but they do sort of let themselves be known. As you get a certain depth, there's important things apparently stashed in this place beyond just the books. Are the statues scrolls. like dwarven? Are they human make? Can you tell? They're human and there's a mix. So some of them look, they're full on statues that were carved out and, you know, would be standing in sort of a, the center of a big town. Mm-hmm. But there's some that are just made of kind of rough stone. They sort of look like human. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's kind of a, an eclectic thing. You're noticing mm-hmm. a, the whole idea of being eclectic is very much this place. Like nice. there's things from different times. There's things from different <clears throat> places. They've apparently just filled it with the things they've found in the world. And you have a little bit of a sense, those of you with some training in religion, that that's kind of what the order of knowledge does. They Their whole existence is trying to find more information and collect it. Apparently it's not important for them to organize it, but they at least <laughs> collect it. Okay. So we're going to spend our week. Five days or? Yeah, or work week kind of, I guess is yeah. what I was thinking. Okay. Throughout that week, so let's go ahead. We had two more days paid, so we need three more days of of lodging. Do we want to do any, like, you know, and I'm fine if we're just going to say, let's go to the end of the week. Do you want to do anything in between as far as have conversations in the saloon at night? I'm Uh, avoiding the governor for the rest of the week. Oh, okay. It's kind of hard to do because it's not that big a place. Much less than much less. Interesting. The first night, you actually spend some time in the saloon and you do know too that at one point there was a piano player this piano does play on its own it's just that it can be played manually as well this one actually does have the this big scrolling thing that you would see in the old west or something so it's not like the big typewriter type that we saw in the crosshair post and one of the main figures over the course of this five days that you meet his name is leo Bidium, and he owns the bleskin barrel and he's kind of a charmer. He's a gambler type. And you see that he involves himself with card playing and some dice. 
you do notice at one point that he, he actually gives the money back to a couple of his opponents after the fact. He sort of beats the tar out of them, and then he gives them their money back and tells them to enjoy their stay. And he just seems to be a big figure in the town. People seem to like him, but at the same time, he does have a gun on his side. And there's a couple times over the week that a scuffle begins in, in the middle of the saloon. Somebody thinks somebody's cheating, that kind of thing. And all it takes is for that guy to put his hand on his weapon, who's very charming and, you know, he seems almost harmless. And then as soon as, like, things get serious, he puts his hand on his weapon and everybody chills out. You see, you know, these kind of rough dudes put their hands up. Another thing that you recognize, too, is that you start to see that there's a little bit of a, you would explain as a gang in town. And a little bit of talking that the, the guy at the bartender, his name is Tater. He tells you that those are the runagates. And there's a symbol that sometimes they have, not always, but sometimes they have a symbol and it looks like a keyhole with a key sticking out of this, out of it. And so you see that in stitch on a couple of things. You see it engraved in a couple of things. And you see that these runagates, although they don't mess with Leovidium, they seem to have some weight in this town. Additionally, the Western Fur Company has a presence here, not to the same extent that they did in the Crosshair Post. And again, you do recognize that the real power in town lies with the Pyrians. So you're getting a little feel for the politics of the place throughout your week. Just sort of watching. Are the Runagates make up of just one race? No, they're a mix. The Runagates. Runagates? Yep. During the week, I'd like to uh, just sometimes swing by the Gilded Grimoire. Sure. Just pull that up real quick. I think one night Hulk will spend following one of those groups okay. of the uh, Runagates. Sure. Just to kind of see what their general evening routine entails. Mm-hmm. See if they're selling oops and churns. So when you go into the Guild of Grimoire, it is kind of what you expect. There's a lot of weird things on the shelves. Just, right. you know, most of it's nonsense it's sort of set up to look very magical and eclectic there's certainly some reagents you can sort of refill your pouch and there's scrolls behind him the guy who is running the place and he does say hello my name is lord arcanium and you get the impression that he's trying to play the mage right okay he's he's putting on this air of just sort of ridiculous foppish behavior right right. and uh wants to show you how sort of magical and fancy he is right what may i help you with my young wizard is it pop tucker up on my shoulder yeah i'm looking for a couple of scrolls if you have them ah he sort of says may i and he reaches out to touch the owl kind of give it a little pet right doesn't react. I have a fair amount of, of spells here. I know it's not a an endless supply, or right? I can't promise that I'll have everything that you're looking for. But you you give me a thought, and you tell me what it's supposed to do, or if you have knowledge of a name, I can see what I've got in my inventory. Actually, looking for two spells. The first is sort of gives you the ability to uh, dispel any magical effects that might be on the yeah. area. Okay, so the dispel magic sort of thing. Do you have one of those? Let me look here. What else would you be looking while I'm running through my... The other one allows you to teleport short distances. At least from where I came from, it's been called uh, the Misty Step. Misty Step. He says, alas, I am not able to to turn those out to you at this point. I might be able to check 
with some of the local casters to see if I can get it transcribed. No, that's all right. I was just thinking you might have any interest in others. I I, I do have scrolls available. Charm person, chromatic orb. There's a dragon's breath for a decent price. I think I'll be okay for now. Thank you, though. Well, let me know if I could be of assistance. Like I said, I, I do have some contacts. I could check with them to see if I could get something transcribed for you. Yeah, I'll check back in a little bit. So, Hulk, you follow a group of runagates, and they're really, this group that you've picked are a bunch of fools. They're just young blowhards. Kind of remind you of some of the guys you used to hang with. Ah, the good old days. There is one dragonkin among them, but the rest of them are human. Mm. He's kind of red-scaled. And you're not 100% sure, but he seems young too. You're not sure why you think that, you know, but that's the impression. Maybe it's the way he acts. And they do go to, after kind of running through, they grab a little bit of food from a street vendor. And then they head towards the other big hotel in town. And you had actually seen that it was there, but you're pretty, you know, been happy with the blessing and barrel. But the hotel is actually called the Rune Gate, which you recognize is actually very close to this Runagate thing. And you start to recognize that you have seen this sort of thing before, right? Like, this is very clearly sort of the headquarters of this group. There's probably somebody that has a lot of money that runs this place, and then they have street thugs that seem to do their work for them. Right. Pretty standard fare in your business. Right. Hmm. I'll keep that in mind. Maybe eventually uh, talk to a few other locals about what they know about just the owners of the Runegate. Sure. Go from there. Okay. Anybody else? Because we'll, we'll get to the... the... This week, Lucan gets out a piece of paper and tries to draw like a really nice holy symbol kind of thing on it mm-hmm. for one of his spells. And so he's going to be working on that. It's for his Shield of Faith spell. And then also, I was going to see if I could find somebody that... I need white strips of cloth for aid, the spell aid. Okay. And I was thinking about getting some really nicely cut up strips, placing them about my armor and shield and sword. Oh, okay. To just have kind of hanging off of Sure. I think you probably could do that. So you're, you're are you looking for specific, like you're going to ask somebody to do some, you're looking for seamstress to do yeah, some like, stitching and Yeah, like actually that. nice looking and stuff. Because they know. don't, they don't combust or consume sure. or anything. Sure. So. For what you're asking is a little bit fancy and then some mm-hmm. of the thread and things. They actually use a little bit of gold thread for it. So it's, it looks pretty nice in that sense. A couple of gold will do the trick. A couple of gold. Okay. Yeah. And then, I mean, Lucan's not artistic by any means, but he does have a, some sheets of paper to him in a roll to see if I like ruin it and have to go to the next sheet or anything. <laughs> no, you got time. Okay. You'll, you'll, you know, right. you'll come up with something that you feel happy with. He'll draw like the sword and try to embellish it with little, oh my gosh, what do you call it? Filigree. 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 Yes. And then sneak in an owl somewhere or whatever. And then maybe one of the nights or days he's going to walk up to Relap and say, hey, Relap, got a question for you. What's up? Do you know if he takes the sheet of paper out, he's like, do you know if I could get something to protect this so like it wouldn't rot or go away or anything or burn? Do I know anything like that? <laughs> I don't know. You're going to invent lamination right there on the spot. <laughs> I don't know that I have anything readily available that could help you with that, but I can give it a think and okay. let you know what I find. Cool. Thanks. Did you have anything else, Mark, you wanted to do? Beyond the research? No. All right, I had three ideas, and two of which are going to depend on whether Lucan lets me leave his side by any chance. <laughs> so I need to know the answer to that question. Are you letting her go out on her own for anything? You notice that he is a lot less um, clingy with you. Wow. Character development. All right. 
Cool. So I have three things I would like to do. Okay. First, for a couple of the nights she would like to do, especially that first night after we get out, mm -hmm. she would like to do a sending to Bishop card. Okay. To ask what is going on with the whole Pope Pius death right. thing. And she's going to trust his opinion on it versus like Theravol and stuff. Right. But further sendings might be to Theravol and sure. whomever else. So we can play that out, or um, you can just give me a synopsis. Sure. I mean, do you have a specific? You just want to say what what's happening with the Pope? Yeah, she's going to say that she's in Fire's heart. She just heard, and wants to know what the status of the mm -hmm. Bishop's Council is. He replies to, by telling you that things are a little bit up in the air, mm -hmm. and you're a little concerned because the way he speaks, it's forced. Like he seems to be in pain almost when he talks. That wound that he had maybe is progressing. She might follow that up with the status of him, but first getting the news. He kind of gives you the, like, don't worry about an old man yeah. like me. Yeah. But the gist of what you get, and, and we'll just, if it may, unless you want to role play it. No, it'll be multiple sendings and it's, yeah, you it's know, not necessary. The, so The gist of what you get is that they're a little bit up in the air on where things are going to land. They've talked about moving Herod, and it seems that Herod is not interested in moving Oh, they wouldn't move into Lucidum? Yeah, if like oh. for so for instance, if they were going to maybe move one of the centuries, one of the three, mm -hmm. the bishop's council, into the Pope's position, which would be appropriate, you would think, mm -hmm. then they would want to fill that spot. They've talked about Herod moving that direction, and it sounds as though he is not interested in such things. Are you talking to Tharable as well? Did you say eventually? That? Yes, but Card made it sound like he wasn't going to be part of the council anymore, or that he was somehow being supplanted himself. Is he counting himself as within the centuries? He's a little bit elusive about that. Yeah, he effectively tells you it won't be him that's pope. Sure, she will be upset about that, but mm -hmm. we'll assume that that's going to be the case. Right, and the thing that's a little bit scary with that is that you know that Castaman yeah. is kind of anti. Period. Yep. And so if he ends up in that spot, that won't be good for relations. You also know that the other one, who was a contrary, mm -hmm. well, you don't know, but your impression has always been that he's kind of a puppet. Like he just sort of does what he's told. And you don't like that idea either. <laughs> and so either way, it's a little bit scary yeah. in where things land. You do also get some word, should be noted too, a few people are a little bit surprised to hear from you because... Apparently, there had been some attempt at communication, and yeah. you were in the wood, and things weren't working for some reason. Okay, good. I'm glad I wasn't just being left out of the loop. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so one of the things that's happening right now, it seems to be there's a big power play between Thorival, and this is you reading into things. Yeah. It seems to be a big power play between Thorival and his rival in the Athorians. Yeah. And so there's a possibility that maybe Thorival or... Galred Athoria might end up, Moving up elevating up into the bishop's seat, which would be pretty huge for either family. Yeah. She's not dumb about politics, so she's going to, I'm assuming, suss mm -hmm. that information out. Like that's definitely something you've grown up with. You know your, you know your brother. Yeah. It's a giant game of chess. Mm -hmm. Dragon chess, arguably. And you kind of get this from Thorable. Mm-hmm. And you take a little bit of offense, but he d you don't think he means the offense that, you're, that, you, that you take from it. But the gist is that Card hanging in there and staying is sort of slowing down the process for everyone. Like oh. the idea that his fate is kind of hanging in nowhere, Bill. They, they don't know what is going to become of him. Mm -hmm. 
and that's why everything's sort of just stuck. Nobody's quite decided at this point who's going to take what seat. And they also at some point seem to have been hiding the fact that the Pope had died, but the cat's out of the bag. And so now things should start moving soon. Okay. They Which don't know that? what to do because they don't want to just like kick him out or something, but he's also getting to the point, it seems, that maybe he's not going to be very effective in his role because mm. he's living in pain. Can he tell me anything about his injury since Card won't? Tharvald, he just says that it seems to be progressing within him and that none of their magics seem to be helping. Something that, that they used that night with whatever knock-powered, if, if it was an artifact or if it... There's a lot of speculation as to what exactly happened. Mm. But he was supposed to die that night, they think, because Tenebrous yeah. plans, and he didn't, but it seems that it may still happen. And none of the other bishops got attacked? Just him? Yes. That's awesome. Could be, you know, you don't know for sure what yeah, that means. She's not happy a possibility. about like, that that's a thing, that he might have been targeted and mm-hmm. the others weren't, and that's disappointing. All right, cool. I just wanted to le- pick up that thread because sure. that's going to be something that would have been yep. weighing yep. on her mind. I expected you to check into yeah. it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a good way to do it because yeah, would be a lot to... of sendings and all that. I think they have perfect. sendings, we'll I have sendings. We can just do it multiple. <clears throat> yep. The sum up is better because then you get a nice high picture of what the politics looks like. Yep. Okay, number two. At one of the points when we're moving around between this lab and whatever else, especially if she's by herself, like going out to get food for people or whatever uh-huh. else, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there's gun shops around here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's actually a gunsmithy. Like they make guns yeah. here. Is there like a particularly reputable one or a high end one? As you dig into your lore, it's called the reputable high end gunsmith shop. <laughs> Beautiful, <laughs> where you can get all your reputable ones. That's exactly what I was looking nice. for. I'm gonna cast locate creature, and that creature is a reputable high end gunsmithy. There's a gun shop. Called the Outclassed Swordsman. Okay. So I'm just going to price check some guns and see what the styles and how they look and storage of them and that sort of thing. It's run by a woman that's very kind of cowboy. You know, she's just, she's long coat and she's kind of no nonsense. Introduces herself as Muley. Muley. Muley Deforum. Already a plus in the column that it's run by a woman. She's going to ask about guns. Sure. Are you interested in a handgun or a rifle? Handgun. Have you handled one of these before? A few times, but not many. Looking for more experience in the situation. You don't look like you to use such a thing. A lot of lucite steel on you. Hmm. Call myself curious. Well, if you're interested, I've got several for sale. They're all good quality. They're done at the gunsmithy here. I get a little bit of a deal because they know me. Hmm. But pistol costs you 500 gold. Just trying to get an idea of what the price is. And sure. Are they all very ornate looking? Or are they? There's some that are a little more ornate than others. Okay. Um, most of them have a little bit of filigree. Like you can see that yeah. the, the impression is that, you, that she probably decorates them after they come to her. Got it. You can see that there's sort of a workshop off to the side where you know she seems to be messing with them. But she just said they get made elsewhere. Mm-hmm. She does say that she has some enchanted bullets as well. And so they're a little, little on the pricey side. But if you are interested in maybe picking up a weapon and then getting... I don't have... I mean, I, I actually do have some en- enchanted weapons that I have access to, but they're a little, I apologize, but they're a little pricey, so I don't know what your range is. But the the bullets themselves, I can sell 10 for 600 gold, work against things out there in the in the wilderness that maybe are a little resistant to damage. There's a possibility we'd be going to Meridor and looking for a 
way to defend myself if possible. The enchanted weapons, when they fire, the bolts do more damage from the enchanted weapon? They do, and, the, and again, they will sort of shoot past any resistance they might have mm. to mundane weapons. But we're looking, you know, a pistol would run you in the range of 4,000 gold, which is a lot more expensive than the 600 for the bullets. <laughs> Fair enough. Just wanted to get an idea on price. It was wonderful to meet you, Emily. And she'll just kind of shake her hand. Runs out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I can... Right when she gets right Not out the door. Jeez, that's expensive! <laughs> 2,800 ish so I'm going to go close. talk to my friend Hall real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can borrow some money from someone. I might we're ready to leave the town, right? <laughs> yeah, we're not, I'm not going to go right to the Enchanted Gun. That's... Wear a Renegade's outfit and uh, go yeah. steal some guns. Yep. And then well, last thing I wanted to look at, that, or I wanted to talk to that Leo dude. Sure. Leo, Leo, One Leo, of the knights. Leo Vidium? Yeah. Sure. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that can happen whenever. Do you, uh, do you gamble at all? No. Okay. I just didn't know if that, no, that she's just going to like idea. pay attention to him when he's in the saloon and stuff like that. Right. I'm assuming he's human, older. He's he's human. He's probably in his early to mid 40s. Okay. Um, and again, you know, really sort of charming guy. And yeah. then you've seen him more than once sort of give people the eye and they sort of back off. Just more of an interesting dude. Sure. It seems to maybe would know things about the town mm-hmm. if at some point she would be able to interact with them. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be simple enough. It's, you yeah. know, at some point while well, he, he kind of gets up from a table or he's going coming back from the bar because he mm-hmm. does have a little bit of a drink. Sure. He's a whiskey drinker. Like if I watch the game from a distance or something like that, I might comment on his play or something like that as to make a conversation with him mm-hmm. at the bar. So you're in from Prince Hall, I imagine? That's where I'm from originally, yes, but trained in Lucidum. So what brings you all out here? We have some business with the Lucite Church. Uh, Indigo is helping us. Oh. You seem to be a pretty big deal around here. Well, it's not a big town. I was surprised. It's easy to be a big deal in a small pond. (laughs) Everybody seems to quiet down the moment you put your hand on that weapon. Well, occasionally things get finished quickly around here. And unfortunately, sometimes I'm the guy that has to finish it. Are you in a position of authority? Well, not officially, but Max likes me. Hmm. Max seems to like a lot of people. Yeah, he's a little bit of a charmer. So have you been to the actual Blessing in Barrel in Lucidum, or is this just a joke? I have. And yes. Fair enough. He smiles. If I inform Brother Brachius of your institution up here, do you think he would take offense? I don't know, but I'd sure love to see him. You got along? In a different life. I don't know how to take that. Well, a lot of people out here came from Prince Holm, or Lucidum, or Wood's End. Ah, uh, yes, the outlaws. Big smile. Mm-hmm. That's us. I have to say there was an undue amount of trepidation to come out here. We asked pretty much everyone what we were to expect, and nobody said anything based on what I, we were told. So what were you told? From childhood or from people recently? Let's go with recently. And as long as you're honest and upfront, telling people what you're doing here, other than a little eye of suspicion, they will be accommodating. Right? Did they tell you if you cheat at cards, somebody might shoot you? I don't cheat at cards. Well, I'm just saying, that's <laughs> something I would have told them. <laughs> they did say your laws were rather strict, and that in your penchant for hanging. Did you come through Crosshair Post? Indeed. Did you see the gallows? Indeed. You know what they call those? The gallows? They're called Ramrod's Gallows. Do you know why? I'm sure you're going to tell me. That's the name of the gnome that built the gallows, and incidentally, 
first guy to hang from it. What for? I don't know. It's a little bit of a legend at this point. <laughs> Do have a way of getting around, don't they? Yeah, it's a good story, right? There's many of them. So I saw your friend over there has a instrument hanging off him most of the time. <laughs> Does he play? Somewhat. We don't see a lot of woodland gnomes around here. You don't see a lot of woodland gnomes anywhere. I suppose. <laughs> Unless you're in the woods. Haven't been that far north. How about you? Oh, my my journey stops in the border wood. Finislingham? Yep, I've been. Not a bad place, really. I look forward to going sometime soon. We have some business there as well. It's a little bit like Prince Holm in the sense that there's people that have and there's people that don't. It seems to be everywhere. Except for here. There's a little less of a gap, it seems. Well, smaller place. I spend period lands in general. You can take care of people a little bit here. And he kind of actually references you know, the, the governor sitting on the bar. Yeah. And he sort of gives that guy a little bit of a nod. What's the story of the governor? Well, he's just kind of a, a little bit of a kook nowadays. But back in the day, the word is that he used to be somebody of importance in the Pyrian army before our time. Just kind of a concerned look on her face. During the Lucite Wars or during the... With Pyrian in the slab? I think maybe both, but it's a little bit hard to... A little bit hard to tell. I'm not sure how if he's old enough to have been at the slab, but the word is that he somehow or other kind of lost his marbles in battle. So I'm told there's a group of people that believe that Pyrian isn't actually Pyrian, but is a demon of some sort. Uh, I've heard that. I don't even know what to think about that. Well, it's a little bit of a scary thought. <laughs> Would there be any way to know? What's with the sacrificing of animals? The bones hanging over urns. Oh, that's the tribals. Tribals move into the city here? Uh, they, they're in and, out, in and out. And you've seen a couple moving here to and fro within town. They're oh, very, okay. very small percentage. But you, you have seen a few tribals. They, they look like campy, basically, without the birds. Oh, okay. So it's gonna say, like, have I seen birds? Have and, I seen Yakus? Yep. Have I seen... Um, no, these probably the, with the Randy you're imagining. Oh, okay. The other big tribe. Okay. Because you, any of them you've been, you, but you have been told at one point that they carry guns, and you do see these ones carrying oh, guns. okay. Right. Some of the tribals, and actually some of the locals have actually started to, to follow it, too. It's a little bit of a, I think you call it a cult, but they call it, the, or at least what I've heard, they call it the cult of Radigrin. Radigrin is a, supposedly a giant kind of rattlesnake, like a dragon, but with rattlesnake features. Okay. And what they believe, and don't get yourself too worried because I think there are a lot of crackpots, but what they believe is that Radigan lives on the other side of the Green Mountains and that someday he's going to poison the land. And the followers of Radigrin will be the ones that survive. Really? Well, that's what I've heard. And the Pyrian church is fine with them openly worshipping this sort of thing as a cult in their city? Well, they don't exactly encourage it. I don't really know how they deal with it exactly. It's a little bit out of, outside of my realm, but my understanding is that they probably clean up those shrines every once in a while. Hmm. I'll have to speak with Indigo about it. Well, you've been a wonderful font of information. Thank you much. Can I buy you a drink? Oh, no. I already bought it. Thank you, though. Hmm. Thank you. Shall I let him go? Hog, you are 
Did you do any gambling? Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Stick with cards. Okay. For now. That's the one you're proficient in too, right? Yeah. Play the best. Learn a thing or two. You want to roll? See if you make any sure. money? Or lose any money? <laughs> 17. Hey. Cool. So over the course of the week, you know, you're playing a little bit and you probably add about five gold. You're, you end up up. You have some nights that are a little low, some nights that are a little, little high. Mm-hmm. And you do have some conversations with some of them as you go. There's a few running runnagates that you play with. And typically you sort of, you try to steer clear of them after the first few nights because they're usually a little hot-headed. Yeah. But you do have a conversation with somebody along the way and kind of ask about them. And the Runnegates seem to be run by a dwarven couple that run the Runegate. In fact, their last name is Runegate. <laughs> okay, so I'm understanding now that they are not creative people. <laughs> the <laughs> word... Wait you hear their dog's name. <laughs> Puppygate. <laughs> word is that this couple lost a child long ago. They were apparently law-abiding citizens and something happened. And it kind of turned them, and they apparently cleaned out whatever faction was responsible for their loss, and now they're the criminal element in town. So how much gold did I end up coming up by? By five? Uh, yeah. I'll use that five to uh, make sure that the uh, governor always has a full cup. Oh, okay. I thought you were avoiding him. I'm avoiding him. I still want him taken care of. Okay. And you do notice that it's a, it's kind of the culture of the place where like somebody usually helps out a little bit with him. Like he's never without a drink, it seems, but it absolutely helps that, right? Yep. Yeah, Zam will tell you what she learned about him. Just the legend and the lore of the guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we get to the end of the week and look at what we find out? Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. And again, I keep I keep saying week, but five days is kind of a work week. Is so it's like a half week? Because it, it was a ten, Yeah, it is a half week day? in that case, yep. Okay. So, Math, Shadowfell, yep. Faradwin, yep. Meridor, Egg. So we're rolling with advantage? No, I'm, I can only give it to two people. I'll take it. Okay, so one there. Does anybody else want the advantage? Like, decide what's the most important, maybe. Yeah, you know. Right. Well, I think if we're going we to the Meridor, Meridor might be important. Maridor the Shadowfell is important, and the math is important. Now, is there everything kind of knock related and immediately important? Agreed. Okay, so, so, so advantage on your intelligence heading, check. Into that. Advantage on your intelligence check, and then I'm doing advantage plus the D4 guidance. Okay, I'm just going to write down numbers, and then we'll yep. just go. Oh, and I spent 250 gold. Okay, so I'll do the 50 gold for the buy-in and the 200 for the additional plus I two. I paid okay. you 50, so you only paid 200. Oh, okay, cool. I'll put 50 back then. So plus two to this with advantage. So I got a 19. Okay, and that's on the Shadowfell. On the Shadowfell. 13. 16. 20. That's funny, the egg gets the highest roll. So well, he is the highest intelligence modifier. <laughs> Wasn't surprising. Ten. What am I supposed to look up again? With advantage? Yep. Roll the one and a ten. I mean, He's not going to be very good uh, at research, right? That's like, true. It's like swingy. I don't even know why I bought Plus, he, 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 every time he was getting into something, he would throw one of those pops. Flashbangs, yeah. 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 Not a good student. <laughs> I prefer to learn from the uh, streets of light. <laughs> Run into Meridor. All right, I guess I'll just go in the order of the rolls. 
We'll just do sure. that. And you can move things if it seems yeah, like Yeah, well, you do whatever. I don't think anybody cares. We'll just, yeah, we'll just do it that way. <laughs> Why would they do this first? Jesus! <laughs> just save thing. the shadow <laughs> fell for last. It's the most important. <laughs> <laughs> These guys don't know what they're doing. I quit. I listened to Shadow Fell and then I checked out for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's straight for you, podcast audience. <laughs> okay. So you've spent the week in Fire's Heart. For the most part, it's been enjoyable in the evenings. Blessing and Barrel is a pretty nice place. You like the guy who runs the place. He keep, keeps it safe. The daytime has been a little bit frustrating for a lot of you. Sifting through books and moving things around and dealing with order of knowledge clerics who are very aloof and sort of strange. And at the end of the week, you come up with a pile of information. So Relop was focusing on the red egg that he has. And it takes a long time to find the book that he needs, but he does find something interesting. And there's a very good chance that you found a name for it. It's called a Fire Ibis. Fire Ibis? Mm-hmm. It's a very rare gangly red bird. It's about the size of a chicken. <laughs> and they're immune and drawn to fire. And as a defense mechanism, they can produce a coating of protective fire around themselves. And the sense that you get is they've been largely eradicated in wooded areas, which is weird because you found it in a wood, and among grasslands because they start a lot of fires. Right. You know, you basically find this information about large red indestructible eggs, and it does say that they can take years to hatch. Okay. Is there anything, like, care-wise? You do find some, it's not direct information, but you find a couple of excerpts that allude to fire hatching it. But you've tried that before, and so the assumption you have to make is that we're talking about pretty serious fire. Like you're going to have to find something with some serious heat to it if you want to try to hatch it early. Okay. But it'll hatch on its own without... It's It could, but you, you never know, right? Like it, okay. You know... You know enough about eggs that it may not, right. not ever hatch. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. The question is how you crack it open and scramble that guy. It'd be spicy. Like he, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> the, the better question is what Pokemon it evolves into. <laughs> True. Charizard. Self cookie. Charmander. Zan, you have been looking into the Shadowfell, mm-hmm. and you've been pretty serious about it. You're basically on church business when it comes to that. Right. And because you know that that's a way to maybe find whatever's left of Faradwin and maybe finish her off. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it kind of greased a few palms. You've, you've made friends with a few of the clerics. All of them are, they're a little bit out there. Like, it's just so hmm. interesting how, like, the whole order seems to be a little bit eccentric. Hmm. But you find a couple that are interested in helping you out, largely because you figure out that, you know, you sort of send a little gold their way along. Sure. You know, but... You, you get their attention because they, they're they intrigued. Mm. It's easy to get, get somebody to help you in this order because they're all very excited about extra information. And so if they want to learn more about the Shadowfell, you can get them sort of digging for you. And you find a book that is very old. It seems to be one of the older texts here. It's got to be a First Empire sort of book. Wow. Is it in one of the protected sections? No, that's the thing here, right? Like everything's just sort of thrown here. Okay. And you know, like you do you remember in the in in Lucidum they had this this sort of quill that you didn't even touch the pages on yeah, some of this old yeah, stuff? Yeah. 
that is apparently not a thing here because Jeez. they're just kind of like, here you go. And they, you know, they, Throw they, the they're very careful. Like, you're not going to leave with a book. Yeah. Like, it's secured in that sense. But when it's in here, they're just not as worried about it. And it, it almost stresses you out. <laughs> yeah, I can see Zan being neurotic about it. And you find something for sure. You find a book full of a lot of illustration. There's plenty of text as well, but Mm -hmm. it seems that there's every few pages there's some sort of intricate drawing. And one of the things that's interesting to you is that when you flip the page at one point, you come across the picture that looks very much like Faradun. She kind of stops, like taps Lucan on the shoulder of whatever he's looking at, and just points at it. Hmm. Does it have a name? It doesn't. It's basically talking about the denizens of the Shadowfell. What's the summary of this book? What do they know about it? Anything more than what we currently know? Well, the rundown, you know, as far as what it is, it's Mm -hmm. sort of a a place of shadow, which you kind of knew, you'd Mm -hmm. been told. It, in many ways, mirrors this world. And so there might be spots in which you can see sort of shadows of the material plane. You get very excited to find that there's information in this book about creating a tuning fork that with a spell called Plane Shift would allow you to get to the Shadowfell. Oh. You don't understand all the nuances of the, you know, how to create this. or so. It, in fact, is very arcane. Like there's something that like maybe a higher level wizard would be able to do. Okay. And there also is reference to the idea, and so, so that's promising. Mm-hmm. There is also reference, though, to the idea of needing a being from the Shadowfell in order to create the item in the first place. And so that's kind of like, okay, where would we find that? And But the information that you found, you know, if you're looking for a way into the Shadowfell, you feel like this is your information. Mm-hmm. You don't have the knowledge to do anything with it exactly but if you could get it scribed over it's going to be really useful information do i think i need relop to do this as a wizard with the arcane he might be able to help with some of the uh the way it's written down so that it can effectively be a formula for that item okay so you at some point you know you might even in fact take an extra day and just have relop look at it yeah and sort of help you through it Mm -hmm. i'll do that if he's willing to do so (laughs) sorry looking at egg book can't talk so what are we needing (laughs) what do you think of this page and she'll show you the picture of the tuning fork it's something about a a plane shift spell and a component needed to get us to actually transport to the shadowfell it looks as though we need someone from there to create the item in the first place what do you make of this? Make well, an arcana check. Uh, ten. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I should illusions guidance you. That's my fault. I apologize. <laughs> you do think it looks like a formula, and so if you spend a little time with it, you might be able to help her out. Perhaps maybe we make a copy of this and use it later to create this item. Uh, I suppose if you wanted to make a copy of it, we could definitely do some more research on it. I'm kind of occupied with this. Uh, research that I'm doing, but... We can do it at the end. Yeah. After you're finished. Thank you. Yeah. One of the people, because you had the extra people sort of helping you, they're they're interested too, and they're sort of looking over your shoulder and they're listening in, and one of the clerics says, you need an arcane item put together. 
And he's like, his eyes light up. He's really excited. Do you know someone who can? He says, you could probably talk to Pogaben. Okay. Have you not met Pogaben? Have I met Pogaben? No. Of any no, of the people you have no idea with. what he's talking about, yeah. No, but uh, it seems like someone I should meet. Pogaben is the wizard in town. Just the one? Well, the the wizard. Ah. He trained with Renwell. And he says that like you should know what that means. But apparently I, Renwell was a wizard too because he's, he's <laughs> he thinks you should be impressed. Yeah, she's like, that's very impressive if I knew who that was. He's a wizard. High level wizard. Brother, Great. Brothers Pulo. <laughs> <laughs> Context clues are everything. Um, okay. Uh, can you arrange a meeting? Would this be something you'd be interested in? Possibly. I can check. Please do. I might have to talk to Brother Thurman, but, I, but I, I'll, I'll check. Have we met Thurman yet? Mm-mm. Really? Yeah, he's never I don't know if he was the first dude or not. I can't remember his name. In there, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's just in the middle of her research. Okay. Is there anything else that she gets? Are we seeing, that's like, pictures of the other creatures we've seen? Like, those yeah, shadow like things hounds. from the hounds? That's mm-hmm. what's the next thing I'm going to ask about. Yeah. And kind of humanoid forms. There's also some indication of what you think look like undead, which is not what you'd seen before. Huh. And so that's a little bit surprising. Things like skeletal figures and maybe things that are reminiscent of maybe the ghoul kind of idea. Or it reminds you a little of those orcs on the... Oh. So that might be Shadowfell related. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is there anything about killing things from the Shadowfell outright or banishing them from the Prime Material Plane so they can't come here or affect anything here? It seems that the, you'd spend a little time and you think that it... It's going to be the kind of thing where it'd be much more effective if you can be there. If you can get on the plane with them. And kill them there? And kill them there. That's okay. Gonna be, that's going to be most I effective. just wanted to make sure that was the path right. we needed to go because on. There's no, because <clears throat> there's nowhere for them to go, in a sense. It's right. almost like so fair when the sense that you get from the reading you're doing, and again, you might reference with Relop, you're sure. sort of checking with some information about the, you know, sort of his arcane background. Mm-hmm. The, the sense is that she almost had a way of escape to go mm-hmm. to the Shadowfell, but if she was in the Shadowfell, there's no higher plane in a sense at that point. Got it. And just kind of the, and, and really like even Relop is kind of like, I don't understand the nuances of it, but this is, <laughs> this is my understanding of that. Another thing, so you're flipping through a couple more things. This is, this book is a treasure trove. Like you wish yeah. you could take it with you and they're <laughs> yeah. not going to let you do that. No, but I at least want to remember what it is and right. where it is so I can get um, it later. You also find, you get what you would think of as fey. So mm. things like hags. Mm-hmm. And like goblin types, mm-hmm. right? And then you flip the page, and because you, you're like, well, this is weird, I wouldn't expect that. And you flip the page, and there's a really intricate drawing of a pit goblin, mm. which are fiendish, right? No. Did they trigger fiend? No, no. Mm-hmm. they didn't. Okay, what do they trigger? At? They're just goblinoids, right? Yeah, I don't think anything was ever. Yeah, they never mm. triggered. For no, okay, nothing I wasn't nothing sure ever triggered you or not. I so it's kind of a weird mix. So you didn't expect such a, an array of creatures but you keep finding different things but the fact that, sh- that they pop up was kind of surprising you didn't so it's really fey undead goblinoids all of them are considered shadow fell denizens seems to be hmm. goblins come from shadow pit hmm. goblins specifically Big yeah goblins. well and once you recognize that this because it's what's like a close up version right yeah. you sort of have this really intricate imagery of a, of a pit goblin and then when you flip back and you saw the goblins you saw before, you're like, yeah, those are pit goblins, yeah. I think. Like these are, and they're, it's all drawn, so it's a depiction of it. Sure. But you think that pit goblins must originate from the Shadow Who's the author of this book? 
There's kind of a seal on it, almost like a maker's mark or something. Okay. But it doesn't necessarily tell you. I was curious who had this kind of experience to draw these intricate drawings of them. Sure. And remember, it's very old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew a lot of things back in the First Empire, and then everything sort of fell apart after. Yeah, Zan's coming to the conclusion that all of the blocking of knowledge may not be the best option that the Lucite Church is currently doing. Like, they're robbing themselves of a lot of information and stuff like this, but that's just keeping her in her head. Merc! I find nothing. (laughs) (laughs) What did you end up rolling again? 16. If you're looking into math and you find a number of books that help you with that, and you're looking through different codes and equations, and it's really terribly boring in a lot of ways, right? Like you're looking for the thing that's going to kind of open this. And the problem is that every time that you find a book on math, you're running through it. And then you have to cross-reference the book that you have to see if you can find a pattern. Because it's not, you know, you're not going to find a book that says like, this book is going to help you with your book, right? And so you kind of go back and forth and you are having a lot of trouble, but you do find reference to a library from a long time ago. And thankfully, it's in Meridor. And they specifically (laughs) were known for their mathematical skills. There's a little reference to Arsa. And at first glance, does he know who Arsa is? No. Well, I don't. I don't know, maybe. Isn't that uh, like like a deity of some sort? Mm -hmm. Isn't it uh, the other half of Tenebris with uh, Venifer? Right. Yeah. Convenient. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> All roads lead to Meridor. <laughs> Lucan, you don't find anything specifically, or that goes into great detail with Faradwin or anything like that. You do find some information on hags. Okay. It's still pretty cryptic information. Okay. The notion is that there's hags around the world hmm. and that they are all connected somehow. Are there ways to kill them or anything like that? Do I see any weaknesses or... Do they never die? The, what you find doesn't necessarily go there. It okay. just It's more like folk tales that you find. Okay. But you do see that, that, this, that the hags are referenced as far back as you, people have had civilization. And these okay. things, they've been on the outskirts of civilization since, since we began. And so you feel like there's something maybe primal. There's something weird about, the, about hags in this world because they don't seem to fit into... Your history, if that okay. makes sense. They predate everything. All right. Holg, you have a little bit of trouble. <laughs> you do find that Meridor was once a town within the First Empire, and they built it with, mostly built with brick, and the brick didn't last. It eventually sort of crumpled, and they, it's kind of more recent things that you find about it, really, but they tried to rebuild it long ago, sort of around the time of the Battle of the Slab, and lumber was a problem. They were just having too much trouble with it. The bricks weren't going to work. It was sort of disintegrating underneath. And so finally people sort of abandoned it. And the Battle of the Slab made that official. Because any thought about trying to keep Meridor going was over as soon as all that rock fell from the mountain. They just went to the other side of the lake and they built Fire's Heart. <laughs> nice job. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was a solid need minus. <laughs> Still passing. <laughs> and you and you actually got that from the governor. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Your library research like, was He's like, I was really researching, guys, but really yeah. drinking yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And I found I this believing the crazy awesome guy. pictures. Yeah. Right. I knew he wasn't actually in You know what I mean? Maps or anything? Or nope. a direction of how the city was built? <laughs> Something I, for when we go down there? I, Lugan kept distracting me. Right. <laughs> With those firecrackers he has on hand, yeah, you know, he just keeps dropping them all over yeah. the place. It's really hard to focus. Boy, I think you should, you know, Sounds beat him up or something. Murders to the south. Oh, what did that <laughs> yeah. accomplish? To the south. It's on the other side of the I don't know, it just feels like an appropriate response. I'll pull the scroll out and take a look at it from, what was that guy's name? Quinn. Quinn. While we're in the library? Brother Quinn. Yeah. Like, in front of everybody? Yeah, but, I mean, everyone's researching, so... Yeah, we're not really paying that much attention yeah. to it, unless you draw attention to it. Because right. so I know I had the scroll that had the ascending thing on it, but, like, yeah, the but scroll he gave, that I can... he gave you information. Right, right. Basically, you got information about the two possible locations of the atom that you're looking for. Right. Right? One of them was the Dragon Sword. Right. And you still have that information, actually, but it's in the Undrak Peak, so you have a scroll that kind of deals with that. Right. And then the other one deals with Meridorn. It gives you some information about how there was a guy named Variamus, and in during the days of the first empire, it's kind of a, an etching. You know, parts of it are taken from different places. There's some things that are sort of written over top of it. But during the first empire, there was an order of spellcasting warriors called the Eldritch Knights. They flourished in Princeholm and beyond, and they were reportedly wiped out during the fall after aligning themselves with Venifer, the goddess of magic, and you know that you've heard them sort of used as evil characters in folk tales. You know, these eldritch knights are sort of a dark knight in stories. Kind of the stereotypical bad guy. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But you also remember seeing things about maybe, or hearing things about, or songs about these dark knights sort of coming back to the light or finding their way. You know, it's become a part of legend and lore. And it's made its way in, into your culture. You've heard it since you've been in their culture and different songs. And frankly, if you were to ask the rest of these guys, they would have heard that too. Is it like a trope? Yeah. Eldritch Knight sort of yes. bad guy turns good? Yep. Okay. Yep. So this Variamis was apparently buried with one of these, supposedly, buried with one of these orbs. And you do get, it's not a full map, but you do get some sort of a partial map. Of the okay. area, and it seems to be more like tunnels underneath. It gives you an approximate area where you would be able to find the tomb of Variamis, and there is reference to Venifer and to Arsa, but it's a little unclear what that means. So it's basically like chambers that are sort of devoted to both of those. Oh, okay, like a, like a mausoleum, sort of? You're not sure. It's like literally just sort of has in common, because this was kind of put together recently. Right. One of them says Venifer, one of them says Arsa. These are, and again, there's some etchings with it, so it's sort of like whoever wrote this down must have been taking information from maybe a place like the Stores of Knowledge or a library of some sort, <laughs> and they kind of tried to piecemeal some information together in case we were looking for one of the orbs of Venra. I'm going to give it, like, a good long look. This map, is this map, is there a whole lot of other information on this map? Or is it just, there's, it's, like, a scroll of it's information? It's more like tunnels. Piles. Like, you can kind of see where, and it, it seems to be very approximate. You're not having a whole lot of faith that this is legit because right. it's just sort of scrawled. But you you feel good about the area of entry. 
Doesn't okay. mean that you got a door sitting there, but like you feel like you could find based on what you've seen, and and the, and the lake is there, right? And you feel like it's a good place to start. Okay. Effectively, it looks like you might go underground, and it's giving you some idea of where tunnels might lead. Specifically, Variamis is what you're interested in because that's where right, the right. orb's supposed to be. Okay. All right. I'll go ahead and uh, let Mert in on this uh, map that I have. I think I have an idea as to where we might find some information for this Arsa deity that you've been learning about. Yeah? Yeah. That orb that I'm looking for? And I pull out the map and show it to him. Apparently it's in this guy's tomb. Right. There's this, if you look over here, there's this uh, section that's labeled Arsa. Get a spot to start as any, I suppose. Mark looks really tired, by the way. You getting sleep? Uh, I mean, I woke up really that one day, but... So, you know, we've been doing this kind of piecemeal, but Merc, every night, Asher has been sending to you. It's like he's tormenting you. Of course he is. Do you respond to him, or have you stopped? Probably depends on how annoyed I am at the particular moment. So sometimes you ignore it, sometimes you chew him out. Yeah. Okay. He's definitely trying to get a rise out of you, and he is talking about your siblings... Your shared siblings, right? right. And trying to uh, get a little bit of, bit of a rise out of you. One of the things that really strikes you is he talks about your sister and says maybe you should get your sister to come look for you. You don't need her to do that, do you? Are you the big bad Clary that knows all, does all, the wise one, the chosen? Why do you need help from a scrub like her? He replies with a little bit of a laugh. And that's all you hear from him that night. Yeah, so my brother's been harassing me. Uh, you have any uh, way to uh, stop sitting spells? <laughs> it's like a flashback. Awesome. Like Eddie's thinking of all this montage of it. Anyway, he's been bothering me. <laughs> That's Merc. <laughs> Can you uh, put like a hat on me or something? No yeah. way of blocking sending spells. Or maybe I should. I need to talk to Zan. She seems to use that one a lot. You know, I don't. No, I have an experiment that we can try. How many days into this are we that we're having this conversation? This is day four. Okay. Tonight, I'm going to put up the hut in the room, and I think if we both sleep in there, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, worst case scenario, I waste 10 minutes putting the hut up. Technically, it's 11. Technically, it's 11. (laughs) Your knowledge of the passage of time is astounding um <laughs> take 15 well I'll take 11 plus i mean he's been four. looking at math <laughs> good point i don't know i think the lucites are i don't know how i feel about this or going over to the lucites i'm not sure i understand this so there's this guy what was it he say his name was venra no no the no. Of venra? no that's the orb no the guy that actually sent you on the quest Oh, um, Quinn. Yeah. So, don't really know who he is, but somehow he is telling you to do basically the same thing that Eustace, or whatever his name was, told Xan to do, but Xan to do, not Xan to do. I love Xan to do. <laughs> but they don't seem to be working together, and that seems a little disconcerting to me. Maybe opposing fractions with a similar goal. I don't know. But given everything you've told me about this Lucite society and everything that I've encountered with it, I think it might be better 
served here or holding on to it myself. I would agree that this Quinn, who very underhandedly put you on this path, doesn't deserve it. He says that he can get me safe passage as a sort of as a light bearer. At least give me allowance to practice magic out in the open. Sure. Do you plan on spending the rest of your life anywhere near Prince Home or Lucidum or Venuslegum or... No, not particularly. So and I you... think if we do a favor for this high priestess, I might be able to talk my way into some sort of diplomatic immunity for the same goal and then maintain this orb. Or the other idea that I was having was we get this orb... And we get the other orb, which is a little more difficult to get. And leave one with Pyrians. What exactly do these orbs do? Or what is he trying to do with them? That's kind of where paths intercede, because this orb will allow me to see where your brother and sister are. So we can take care of the uh, voices in the middle of the night pawning you. It's a little more permanent solution, and we'd have to probably head over to Finis Legum, but... Yeah. All right. Let's try this uh, hot thing tonight. And if this doesn't work, maybe I'll talk to Zan so she knows something about it. Okay. All right. So you've all done your research, found a few things out. It's been kind of a long week of moving around books and dealing with eccentric order of knowledge. And you're all sitting at the Blessing Barrel and enjoying a little repose. So Khan walks into the room. And you guys see that he's got little white strands of this nice little cloth. The couple hanging off each arm, his sword, his shield. And he's smiling, of course. <laughs> sure. And that's his DLC costume. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's his alt costume, yeah. So, what is what are those? Oh, I just thought it'd be a nice little decoration. I've been uh, thinking about a lot of my spells, and these are going to help. Okay. I've been in taverns where dancers wear similar outfits. <laughs> With that much armor and a shield and a well, goofy smile. Alright, so the armor and the shield are a little... <laughs> I mean, it's going to look majestic. I can't wait. Would I have any idea what spell that would be? Like, just from knowledge? Do you have access to the spell he's talking about? Uh, which one is it? Aid? Aid? Mm-hmm. I bet you do, don't you? I do. Yeah, so you'd have like that spell. spell. You'd probably be able yeah. to oh, there you go. put that together. Oh, I know what you? spell that is, and she'll kind of talk to you about the clerical information about it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Apparently, I'm not going to be using it on hold, because <laughs> it's giving me every reason not to, right? Whatever, ripcord. <laughs> What's a ripcord? <laughs> All right. I need some food. It's been a long few days. I didn't, unfortunately, find out a lot about Faridwin. Yeah. I imagine we all just exposed to each other of everything they're talking about. Okay. Exposit. Sure. I do have one point of question. Did the Liedemann's Tiny Hut block this ending? No. Jerk. <laughs> it's worth a, I figured it was worth it. Yeah, a he's shot. definitely trying to torment he's you. Persistent. And that, you know, your memories of Asher is, you know, that kid that pulled wings off of bugs. Like, that's what he's trying to do to you. Right. Do we notice Merck looks super tired or anything? He's got some circles under his eyes. Both, but probably just figure he's tired. Or yeah. 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 Everybody's been doing a lot of studying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm worrying a lot yeah. about math. I don't yeah. think I'm putting anything to go yeah, into it. So we have all this information. Where are we going? To, to Meridor, I assume? Everybody ready to go to Meridor tomorrow? I am. Hey, um, weird questions, Anne. Yes? That spell you used to talk with um, the clergy? Yes. 
How do you stop that? What do you mean, how do you stop it? Yeah, like, if you didn't, like, somebody was, like, message you, or, like, spam calling you with it. Like, how would you stop it? Like, <laughs> Oh, well, I don't know what spam and calling means, but it works when you're on the, maybe on another plane of existence. That would stop it? Okay. <laughs> how about if I have to be on the same plane of existence because I don't know how to jump off this coil just yet? Well, good news is that I may have an idea on that. <laughs> is somebody bugging you? Mm. That's my 19 check right there. Yeah. there <laughs> nice job. Now <laughs> he's starting to realize. We'd no. make use of that. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? That. Well, may or not have made an enemy of uh, a person who has access to that spell. Interesting. She kind of thinks about it for a little bit. Something Does... related to Wood's End? Yeah. Hmm. He wants to know where I'm at. And you've told him what? Several flipping things. Including and not limited to, uh, basically, I told him I wasn't in Wood's End. Merck, did you find anything on, on the math's research? Uh, I need to go talk to... No, I don't need to go talk to you. I need to go find the Temple of Arsa, which is in Meridor. And somebody may have a location to a temple. Really? There. It's in Meridor? Yeah. See, this didn't happen by coincidence. We were meant to meet up. The vision with Relop, you needing to go to Meridor. We happen to be needing to go to Meridor. It's all happening for a reason. Well, I had a vision about the sword that I've been keeping from... Uh, Which sword? Oh, I just drew a blank on him. The, the guy that we... The monologue. Oh, Hanson Monsorum? Monsorum. Yeah, Monsorum's sword. Destiny? Yeah, I called it Destiny because I, it had the word Destiny on it. And it had a gem on the end of the hilt. Okay. Really? Yes. And saw myself at Meridor. Really? With wow. the sword? Well, it was like bits and pieces, but yes. Was the city ruined, or was it complete? Was it like back in time? I mean, it was more like I was there underneath, and then it came up, and I was looking across the lake at Fire's Heart. Wow. Wow. This is unbelievable. This is. Actually, what did you say? You were looking for something there. What does it look like? I'm sorry, what am I? The thing you said you were looking at for in the orb of Vinra. What does that look like? Supposedly... Buried with a eldritch knight named Vermis. Right. But do you know what it looks like? It's a orb roughly the size of a cantaloupe, and it's got a sort of rainbow hue that plays through it. Why? Oh, I was looking for a gem to go to the sword. I was just random thought maybe they're the same thing. But I don't believe so. I no, I don't believe that after you described it. Relap, you're looking for an orb? Yeah. A Vinra. Yeah. And where do you think this is? In Meridor. You're kidding me. No. Was that thing he was looking for his friend? Yeah. Ah, it's been a long few days. Hmm. It has been a long week in the library. Yeah. If we can speak to some of the paladins around here who have been there, maybe they can give us some information, some recon. I mean, it would have been wonderful if we could have found a map of the old city, but we might just have to wander around until we can find what we're looking for. Are there any paladins in the bar right now? No, you notice that the clergy don't really hang out in the saloon, typically. Yeah. In the Blessing and Barrel, you can't swing a chair without hitting a cleric. Let me ask Max, and I'll message him. Okay. See if I can get some information on people we can talk to about Mirador. Sure. Knowing that we're going to make an expedition there. Okay. He says, are you at the Blessing and Barrel? Yes. I'll be right there. Seems like he's coming. He walks in, and the whole room sort of turns to see him. And again, these paladins stand out. They're very decked out in this leather armor that they wear. Psh, ain't nothing. (laughs) (laughs) 
And the whole room stopped. You know, if there was a record play, it would scratch kind of thing when he walks in. Now the love music starts. To and he comes play. in kind of, he's got this, you know, leather that sort of hangs behind him a little bit. And he kind of flips it up over his chair as he sits down. It's kind of a tail, almost like a like on a tuxedo or something. And sits down, takes his guns out, and sort of places them on the table. It's a little aggressive, but kind of right. kind of weird you out. But it seems yeah, Luke seems like, normal for some reason. Yeah. He tries to shift so it's not pointing at him. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Max, or should I say, Brother Torian? Which do you prefer? I prefer Max. We're looking to leave to, for Meridor, possibly tomorrow. What can you tell us? You gonna take a boat? Sounds great. Is that the fastest way? It is. Is it the most dangerous? Is there a lot of rowing involved? There might be some rowing involved. It, it, it uh, shouldn't be overly dangerous. The undead that come up typically walk on the floor of the lake and come up on the shore. So you shouldn't run into a lot of issues along the way. So there aren't giant sea monsters to fight along the way. My apologies, in, we've been in the Sword Sea. Oh, I've heard about the Sword Sea. <laughs> Not we've a place to take a rowboat. On the Sword Sea? Yes. Is it as dangerous as they say? Ah, yes. that was great. I would not call it dangerous. It was dangerous. It was not fun. I don't think the floors of their water are covered in zombies, if that's what you mean. But it's got every other type of... It's got these giant sea monsters that come up that you can fight. It was a great experience. I recommend it. Sounds great. (laughs) Are boats able to be acquired? We can certainly send you with one. Going to see what you can clear out? Apparently. Absolutely. I like it. Indigo says there's an encampment of orcs and undead there and... Any lift we can give to you in both of those places would be helpful, so... I don't know if the orcs are, have been permanent. They've been sort of in and out, I think, hmm. it seems. They must be coming through some sort of opening north of the mountains. We don't know exactly. We've sent some people throughout the last year or so. We've sent some people to investigate maybe where these orcs are coming from. And unfortunately, right now, we can't continue that investigation because of the undead incursion that we seem to be facing. Fortunately, nothing that we couldn't handle has come, but we're afraid that that may not last. We could certainly bring back any information we gain from that, but has there been any leads as to where to look? How about just a map of the general region? That'd be helpful. Well, unfortunately, there's not a lot of Meridor to map. Most of it crumbled away long ago. Old maps of the old city would work. You'd have to look at the stores for that. Yeah. We spent five days there. I'll pass. Hmm. Typically what we do is send down groups that maybe clear things out. The, the undead is a recent insurgence, so usually it's just a matter of running people down to clear out orcs when we get catch word of it. And we send scouts from time to time, but recently we've kind of holed up a little bit because we lost some people in the process. Have there been any more undead incursions since five days ago? There have been a, f- a few stragglers that have popped in. How many tattoos have you found? We did find a tattoo. One single tattoo. Hmm. Think we could get a boat tomorrow to Meridor? We could send you with a boat. It's just the five of you, right? Yeah. Not going to be anything fancy. We can send you that direction. As long as it gets us there safely, it doesn't need to be fancy. Keep the horses here? Sure. Take you most of a day to get across the lake. Oh. How big is it? It's... Far enough to where you're going to spend several hours rowing. I'm not saying you're looking at 24 hours, but you're going to spend most, if you leave in the morning, it's going to be well past lunch before you get there. I think you're trying to save a pack of lunch. 
We can do that. The city space, is it taking up as... Is it as big as Fire's Heart? Is it smaller? Initially, it was bigger. But it has mostly crumbled to nothing. And so you're going to find mostly foundations. There's going to be a few things that are left standing as, you know, small walls and things like that. But there was something about the composition of the brick that they used that didn't stand the test of time. And anything they tried to, from what I'm told, anything that they tried to replace from the area didn't seem to stand. And then, of course, the Battle of the Slab happened, and it was just easier to deal with the rubble that they had up here. Do you know if there's catacombs in these in Meridor? I would imagine there were, typically in the First Empire, because you're dealing with it, that's exactly what it is. It was a First Empire settlement. Catacombs were common. Might explain all the undead. Maybe. Does anyone else have any questions? You said that Meridor isn't terribly big. Would you say that you could walk from one side to the other in a day or less? Or When it was thriving? Sure. It might have been twice the size of Firestarter. So in your, it kind of looks at the twins. In your Lucite experience, it's relatively small. Should be fairly easy to search. I agree. All right. We're real easy. We just wait till the zombies come out of the ground. We go kill the zombies, and then we go where in where they came out. <laughs> so It'll be like Warcraft. Yeah. Strangely <laughs> enough, Merc might be on to something. <laughs> <laughs> Please inform Indigo that we'll be leaving in the morning for there. We'll spend as much time as we need to find what we need and make our way back and hopefully we will help stymie some of this invasion. Thanks for your information. Well good luck to you. You notice that some of the other patrons give him a wide berth. They don't seem to love the idea that he's in here. Really? They give him a wide berth because he's a cop or they give him a wide berth because I don't know. I guess there's no real way to know. Yeah, you're not really sure. Do they he react to knows. other paladins that way? Or there's, you said there were paladins in here. Yeah, you don't yeah. usually see paladins in here. And so, for whatever reason, they don't seem to like the fact that he's in here. They're not, like, giving him dirties, yeah. but they don't want to get near him. Got it. They kind of stay clear of him. Well, that'd be one way for you to avoid the governor. <laughs> Do you have a reputation, Max? She kind of looks around at the people. He takes his guns, and, like, off the table and yeah. slides them back into his holsters. Because what good would I be without a reputation? <laughs> Stands up, starts to walk out. Speaking of the governor, the old man comes over, he's wearing his oversized uniform. He's a little bit dressed like he's—it's like a clown version of Max, <laughs> right? You know, because it doesn't fit him at all, mm. and he's this old, sort of sunken-faced man. And he says to Holg, "Cloak's moving." I'm sorry, what? Says your cloak's moving. Is in fact his cloak moving? And he sort of grabs at your cloak and he pulls at it, yanks it his direction a little bit. And it's funny because he's this little frail man, but suddenly, like yeah. you feel you're being yanked as he pulls at it. It's almost like he pulls at the corner of one of his thing, and he's holding it. It's almost like a bug, like he's holding a bug between two palms. As but it's yeah, I mean he's still got your cloak right, but it's like he caught something. Mm-hmm. He actually brings the, so he's got two hands together, kind of making these this fist, and he brings it to his mouth, and he tears at it with his teeth, and you're like, this crazy old man, right? And he kind of pulls at it, and then he slips one finger in, and he pulls out a platinum piece, and he throws it on the ground in front of you. Kind of ting, 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 ting. Yeah, like, Zane was, like, standing up as soon as he made that move on Holg, but as soon as she sees it, it's like some sort of magic trick. She's like, what? 
I guess that's yours. I don't want that thing. It was crawling around in your cloak. Oh, man. All right. Well, I will pick that up. Okay. Has it got any sort of markings on it? Like- so most of the time when you see a platinum piece, it has kind of like an emperor with laurels. It's very normal, right? Or in, And on one side, you might see something like the Colosseum, the great arena of mm-hmm. Prince Holm, before it was ruined. Because part of it is sort of wrecked and they've never corrected it. This one has a female on it. And just kind of got elven features. It's a profile. You've never seen one like this before. Hey, Relap. Yes, sir? this mean anything to you? I recognize it. Your first impulse is that it looks like the elf queen from your childhood memories. <laughs> May I take a look, Colm? Is the governor just standing there, or did he walk away? He actually, he goes to get a drink, yeah. He sort of walks off. He sort of, he, for whatever reason, he had some weird insight into what was happening in his cloak, and then he goes back to his business. Was he, like, smiling, like he just... No, he's a, like, like a no, he's like, that's, or? he, like, almost looked disgusted, like, that's weird. And then he walked away. Uh, how like long to, have, have you had that cloak? Had it since Prince Holm. Or that coin. Do yeah, magic on the coin. I'm gonna do uh, detect magic. Okay. Do ritual cast. Did you show it to Lucan? May I take uh, a look at it? I'm gonna let Relop look at it first. Okay. Okay. Just give me a quick minute here. Okay. And cast detect magic on it. So they're just doing the ten minute thing where you yeah kind of yeah just a ritual. You have a weird sensation when you get to the end of it. It doesn't give you anything really definitive, but it has a feel like that mask. The skin mask of Faragorn. I haven't touched it yet, so I'm just going to pick it up and look at both sides of it. It's got a face on both sides. It's two-headed. Is it the Is it the elf queen? I mean, so far as I can... Now you're not sure. Now it seems weird. What is it? Well, it's an elf. Looks female. Huh. Tosses we'll take a little Lucan. I roll uh, history. Well, Lucan, your first impression is that it does actually look a little bit like it. Like, your impression is that if Faridun were young, maybe that's what she looks like. Okay, he, like, drops the coin and he's like, that looks like Faridun. I'll look at it too. Same you, thing. You kind of agree. When did you get this? Oh, did you, like, recently just get it, or? That's the cloak he's had since we've met him, hasn't it? Yeah. The cloak? Yeah, yeah but what about, like, the coin? Is this a special coin or anything? It just got pulled out by the uh, governor here. That doesn't matter. So you've any... never seen it, huh? Wait, didn't you have a scuffle with somebody that disappeared? The person on the roof that spoke Infernal, that you killed? And th- this is your regular cloak. You've always had this. Yeah. I still have Detect Magic going. Is his cloak glowing at all? Mm-hmm. Should we wrap this thing up and if, it is, if it's cursed or something or I whatever? we should like... just drop it in the lake on our way over. Yeah, or that. Whatever. Uh, we can get you a new cloak. I'm not worried about that. It. Can I melt the coin, I guess? Mark, what, is, what does it look like to you? I, I think I know where he's going with it. Basically, does it look like something different than what they're saying? It's a female silhouette. Everybody's seeing a female silhouette, right? Yeah. Like his, his, it's all sort of coming from their past, in a sense. And so there's elven features to it. And so relapse version, it's not as though it's some sort of weird interpretation. It's, it's just what his first impression is. But then once it got put in front of the Saradin who kind of are a little more in tune to the elven features, kind of think that maybe it looks like a young faired one. Which, do you mention to them the magic of it reminds you of the skin mask? Yeah. Which makes you feel even more that it looks like faired one. So when you look at it, Merc, it might be a little bit hard to look at it objectively, but you kind of think maybe they're right. 
So this is more of the picture of the old lady, young lady. What do you actually see? Shrug. And do what do we do with this thing? Can you destroy it? Can you remove curses? I'm gonna ask for the coin back. Well, you said it's like the skin mask, right? Yeah. I slap it on my forehead. (laughs) (laughs) See if anything happens, right? Yeah. So it it sticks nicely to his forehead. Just kind of sticks to the oil on his forehead. Pulls his hand away, and he's got a coin stuck to his forehead. Hulk. um, Kind of gets shivers down his spine. Hulk. Bless your heart. (laughs) Uh, Well, (laughs) all right. Wait, I thought you didn't like the skin mask on your face. No, but if you got us any answers, it's probably worth it. I appreciate the sacrifice. I think we should destroy this thing. Maybe she can track us with it? That's what I'm wondering. It isn't magical, though. It's not magical? There's an aura to it. Oh, there is an aura to it. The, The question is, yeah, yeah. The question is, some of the things that you've dealt with don't give you an answer. Right. And Can so I cast far, Identify on in it? Your, in your experience, yes. Go ahead. And right. again, you get a similar idea to where it is possibly like, in your experience, this seems like hag magic, which is different from what you use. Oh, right? So when right. you remember when you cast on like the box that turned out to have like a ooze that came out of it later? Right. And you couldn't quite finger what was going on there and you cast on the right. mask and you couldn't quite figure out what the deal was right, right. you get a very similar vibe off of this guy. okay hey, mark um lucan uses his divine sense and especially kind of looking at the governor but 60 foot radius anything triggered no okay i think we should take this to stories of knowledge Oof. should we just that worries it? me I well think if we anyone's gonna it. know about it what it is what if, what if it gives your power inside of there or something I'm relatively certain that most of the creatures that live in the that place would be able to defeat her. You think so? I don't understand this type of magic. And if you guys... Would you guys care if we just destroyed it? It's a pretty unique item. Is there anything? Maybe stick it in a zombie and drop it in the lake. What if it makes a zombie more powerful for some oh, reason? Oh, my plants, man. <laughs> what? What if it makes something more powerful? Like, are we just going to, like, not do anything? That's exactly what got us in this predicament anyway. Why didn't we just kill Pharaoh in the first place? Oh, because we're afraid it's going to make Knock more powerful. Well, this is a coin, though. We could easily destroy it, right? Unless it's magically protected. That's the thing, though. I don't know what kind of magic this is. Gauging the clergy's reaction, you don't know what this thing is. I'm worried it's a tracking. That's a fair concern, but... Well, we I also think we should released, understand our enemy. We, all, we also released the magic on the box, and then something jumped out of it. Want us to say that's not going to happen again? Maybe they want us to destroy it. It's a fair point. I guess I would just bury it somewhere until we can take it somewhere for research. Or we could give it over to the stores and see if they would research it. And sure. Maybe put it in a, a box of some so sort. And bring it to the stores as well. It's good as plan as any. That's how it works for me. Yeah. I just don't want it in the inn with Plus, me. <laughs> does the store, are they open 24 hours? Mm-mm. No. I guess tomorrow, oof, man, I don't want this thing around me tonight. <laughs> anyway, I, you can sit up and watch it. I'll go to sleep. I could try to take care of it right now. And we could all sleep well. What are you going to do? Divine Smite it? Could you do a sending to, what was the name of the brother? Hmm. Max? No. You send it. Uh, do a sending to one of the random brothers you met in the. Oh, one of the scholars. Sure. Yeah. Let's see if they could do anything with this. Sure. I can just do a sending to one of them, one of the people that I met during the week. Okay. Uh, and tell them we have this right. hag magic coin that 
we need to get out of our possession or, and we want to have studied. The one that you contact is, uh, you know, that his name is Cole. Okay. Brother Cole, and he's really short guy. He's got a little bit of a beard. He looks a little bit dwarvish when you first meet him, but hmm. he's, he's human. And you say, I'm sorry, you say we have something. Yeah, we have, we have a magical device, possibly hag magic, that we need to have researched, and we don't want it in our possession. Can you take it to the stores for us and look at it? Trying to pique his curiosity. Sure. Because that seems to be what they're into. Mm-hmm. He replies, where are you? The Blessing and Barrel. Doesn't reply. I think he's coming, but it's hard to tell with some of these scholars. I can wait up for him if people need to go to bed. Takes about 15 minutes and here he comes. Yeah. Walks in. Looks very out of place. You notice, however, that when he comes in, nobody seems to care. Okay. It's not like with with Max. Got it. Does he have the marshmallow lighter? He doesn't have his, actually, he doesn't even have his vestments on. He looks pretty normal. He's just dressed in breeches. Nice. He's just dressed in breeches and a yeah. tunic, basically. Master Relop, if you could hand it to him. Yeah, this uh, coin seems to be some sort of magic. Hmm. We've encountered that type of magic before with a hag that's been hunting us. It's interesting that it's two-headed. It is strange, isn't it? The governor actually found it on our friend. He said it was something crawling on him, and he bit at it with his teeth, and produced that. Have you seen it crawl? No. We couldn't see it at all. It must no. have been something invisible, but the the governor saw it, and she'll kind of point to the governor. He kind of rolls it on the table for a second. Yeah. You know, he's like looking to see if it reacts, and it just sort of acts normally. He may have destroyed the magic that was originally animating it, but Master Relapse says there's still magic in it. He kind of looks at the governor. You think the governor destroyed the magic in it? We would heard tales about him. We don't know anything. It's odd that it's still magical, though. We'll look at it. Be careful. There's a powerful hag from the Nightfellow that is connected to. Mm. Maybe Pogaban would be a person to talk to. I'll, I'll, I'll look at it. Thank you. Is this the one that was going to talk to me about Pogaban for the fork as well? Yeah. Uh, we are going to make an expedition to Meridor. When we return, would I be able to seek audience with Pogaban? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll talk to him. Wonderful. This poor guy's gonna leave and become a fiend. Yeah. <laughs> just get We're murdered. Fight him next session. <laughs> yeah, just, no. get, just get murdered. Six Thank sessions later. Wine. Okay. All right. Plan to get a little bit of rest and then go yeah. take yeah. the boat in the morning. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Merc, you go through your same torment to this evening. Is he saying anything trouble. in particular? Uh, this evening he is talking more about how he might have to flush you out. What do you care, brother? And he doesn't respond tonight. And just getting this like mental image of him reading the phone book to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I was thinking. <laughs> How to make sugar cookies. I'm Henry the Eighth. I am. <laughs> Three quarters cups. All purpose flour. <laughs> so everybody has a little bit of a, an odd night's sleep. You know, the image of Faradwin kind of pops into people's heads throughout the night. Wait. It's not like before where oh, okay. <laughs> it was directed, but just just it's, everybody's a little bit bothered. This coin has thrown everybody off their game a little bit. Hold keeps wondering how long has this thing been sort of creeping around his cloak. All this enemy magic stuff always the fall into my lap. <laughs> <laughs> Messed up. But the next morning you wake up, 
you did hear a couple of gunshots, but at this point it's become a little bit more normal. Mm. There are, you know, throughout the week there were a couple of spots where there were gunfights. It's a thing in this town sometimes. And so the first night you all jumped up and went down to the docks and you've kind of decided that if you if you don't hear more than just a couple, it's probably not worth messing with. <laughs> it's a light morning. Yeah, yeah, you know, if if we get to, you know, (laughs) maybe six bullets, then maybe we should discuss whether or not we're going to go. The next morning, it's a little bit misty, but you wake up, things are normal, you get yourself to go down and get a little bit of breakfast, and then head towards the docks. And I guess we didn't arrange exactly how it would work for the boat, right? But just we'll meet them down there. And I'm sure we have the horses stabled for the time we're gone. Yeah, that's been been part of what you... So you kind of made arrangements, we didn't necessarily go through the motions but you made arrangements to have a boat that you could use and in the process of talking to the paladin that's been set there so you show up and there's a paladin just kind of waiting for you Mm -hmm. max apparently made that arrangement and throughout the process you know there's a little bit of politeness along the way you know thank you so much for this and the paladin says anything for brother torian you get on the boat and it's a little bit of spots in the water because of the just a little misty sprinkling of rain and you move you know most most people are rowing and you move relatively slowly there's really no current it's just a lake right so just you sort of slide across the water and as you do that you get further away from fire's heart and in front of you all you see is sort of you know a little bit of a line on the other edge of the lake and as you get closer, you do see a, a little bit of a little bit of an outline of what must have been structures at one point. You know, like a couple of loose pillars and maybe a wall that's in one spot. And as you eventually pull up towards the shore, there's clearly an orc encampment within sight. It doesn't look like a ton of orcs, but you're getting close enough to where you're a little bit concerned because... You're on your way, and there's nowhere to hide at this point. You think that you might end up having to basically get off of this boat and enter battle. Thank you for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. Please check out our D4 on the Floor website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number 4, onthefloor.com for more great gaming content. Let me pause for just one second. Sure. Because I have Sorry, I'm just letting you lore dump. Sure, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Plus the flirty bander is fun. No, it's not. Shut up. <laughs> you love it. I hate it. Now this is the sequence sure. of a montage. montage. <laughs> yeah. Study. Gonna find out a bus you don't fail. Gotta yeah. watch out for the undead orcs. <laughs> Gonna find out what married dog. Gotta catch him up. Wait, no, oops. <laughs> Went too far, oops. The montage will keep showing whole like messing with these uh, clerics too, like oh, uh, marshmallows marshmallows over the head flame. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's kind Just of with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I love that visual so much. Paul's <laughs> like intently staring. He's just sitting there with a stick with a marshmallow, just turning <laughs> yeah. it over top of the fire. Too bad it doesn't create heat. And then Paul. Hold... It doesn't create heat. Yeah, it doesn't create heat. <laughs> he's just like, 
Oh. <laughs> it's just a montage of four days of Hulk just going. Just trying to make it work. Do we know, is that... Sorry about dropping that orc. Mm-hmm. Do we know about... Uh, <laughs> Hold on, start over. Man comes over and he has vestments on. They are lucite vestments. They have... Or I'm sorry. Let's say that again. There's a gun sh- gunship... Or gunship. There's a, there's a, <laughs> she buys a boat. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, I kind of spent a little too much. We're blowing up Meridor from the outside. We're going to la- we're, yeah, we got Aquatic a lake assault. right here. Let's bring cannons. Aquatic assault. Yeah, I'll just sprinkle those in between the, the things. I sing that song while I edit every time. How'd you know? Nice. <laughs> I sing it when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Now you one, like to donate two, the yellow snow. Human sprinkler.